A huge congratulations to Whalen Bay. They are the number one dealer in sales in the nation for Mako and Tahoe boats. How cool is that? Hey folks, Captain Kevin Favor here for Whalen Bay Marine, and I've been telling you for years how much I love the Mako Pro Skiff Series. They're an absolute inshore fishing machine. But don't forget, they also carry tracker boats, nitro performance fishing boats, sun tracker pontoon boats, and Tahoe boats. Now you want some bigger news? Whalen Bay is now the dealer for Ranger boats. The new Ranger Saltwater Bay boats look amazing. Also, Ranger Aluminum Series and Ranger pontoons, which are perfect for fishing and just relaxing. So now, no matter what your boating needs are, Whalen Bay has you covered. And I can promise you that when you buy your new boat, all the folks at Whalen Bay will make sure your boat is rigged correctly and in a timely manner. You can do all this at Whalen Bay in St. Augustine located at 845 State Road 207 or give them a call at 217-3778 or visit whalenbaymarine.com. Whalen Bay Marine, your authorized dealer for tracker boats, Nitro, Sun Tracker, Tahoe, Mako, and now your full line of Ranger boats. And remember, every day is a boat show at Whalen Bay Marine. Welcome to the Mimic Chevrolet Outdoor Show brought to you by Duck Duck Ritter. He is not going to turn the microphone so on while his isn't song it? is on. Isn't that what they call censorship? No, listen. Yeah. Yes. No, no, no. There is, there is timing involved here, and you uh-huh. got to let the chorus run, and then when when the gang in the background starts to sing, that's when you come in. Right. If you guys want to jump your cue early, that ain't none of oh, my affair. Boy. Well, I was oh, just making a comment gosh. that uh, Gordon during that song was dancing. He, uh, I, I mean, he loves this he song. Does. Is that what you call that? Yeah. Oh, I thought he was choking that? on a donut. <laughs> you know, that's the most technical information we've had out of him in about a year. That's I mean, right. Cueing. Yeah. Cueing. You bet. When's the last time you Cueing. heard that word? Well, listen. That's that's a kirkism there. Listen, Boy. I could give you all kinds of program director stuff, but it's going to go right over your head, Kirk. Yeah, that's so true. I'm not very true. Do, I'm going to just dumb it on down. Good, well, good morning, Logs. Good morning, morning, Captain Kirk. Good morning. Chris Wayne spinning the hits. And, yeah, uh, and we got right. a full studio we, we this morning. We got a lot of people in here. Quite the yeah. gaggle, as yes. I said. Yes, yes. And soon uh, more to be joining us. Uh, just to let everybody know, uh, Mr. Bob McNally is going to be joining us around 8.30. And we know Bob, and Bob's been on the show before, and... Bob's a friend of the show, and he's an outstanding outdoor writer. Mm-hmm. He's been accomplished. God, he's been an outdoor writer for a long like, time. Yeah, forever. Field and Stream, Outdoor Life, you know, back in the day. Wrote Florida for the Sportsman. Lo- local paper, Florida yeah. Sportsman, and he's got a, an yep. article that he wrote for Saltwater Sportsman Magazine, an online Saltwater Sportsman, and the title of it is Florida Redfish Have a Drug Problem. I mean, this is sh- shocking. It really is. Information, the- if you read this article that Bob – but that Bob wrote, and, and the under uh, paragraph to the title, because the title's always attention-grabbing mm-hmm. when, when it comes to, to writers. And, and the writers, I just want to make this point, the writers don't pick the title. You know, the editors do, typically. Right. But it says uh, below the title of Florida Redfish Have a Drug Problem, it says this, a one-year university study confirms that Florida's red drum contained potentially harmful pharmaceutical contaminants which uh, study was done by the Bonefish and Tarpon Trust at the Florida International University. So Bob's going to join us and talk about the article and who he's talked to and 
what the findings were because I mean it's it's, it's wow it's shocking yeah um and and as everybody recalls I guess it was about a month or so mm-hmm. ago that we talked about the FIU study concerning bonefish right and the fact that they were contained you know talking about plastics and everything and else pharmaceuticals yeah which was yep. you know again something that's so eating fresh alarming. fresh yeah. fish is. <laughs> It's alarming. Cool, you know, yeah. it's, it's like make, it'll make you think after yeah. you read this article, right? But uh, but we, we have a full studio today because, uh, Kevin, your son-in-law. Hey, my son-in-law, Aaron. Aaron is in studio, and he's in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, your daughter's in town. Grandbaby's in town. Yep. And uh, Happy Gigi. Uh, is, 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 is Aaron <laughs> kind of... Is he nervous around you at all, Aaron? Aaron's very reserved no? okay. and quiet. He's, you know, he's not near a microphone or anything, but huh. uh, we fished with you and yes. Aaron yesterday because- First time he'd ever been out in the ocean. Really? First time he's ever been saltwater fishing. Really? Did, did wow. He, did he chuck? He didn't. No. No. I, I was, awesome. I, I, I was pr- Actually, I was proud of everybody because yeah. yesterday was a sloppy. thing. It, it was sloppy. Yeah, it, it, was, it was sloppy. A little, little sloppy. And, yeah. and on, we, had, we had one that kind of got a little close. Yeah. Yep. We wink, did, wink. but but we 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 uh, we did what we're supposed to do as captains. We made a little move. Yeah, we you know? we, we take got, care got, of the customer. Got some wind in his face. Yep. And yeah. uh, when we got to the next spot, he was good to go. And, yeah. And, and the he is uh, my buddy Ed's son Benjamin. Right. Ben is is here in town with uh, with my buddy Edzo, who's got a microphone. Oh, morning, Ed. Good morning, morning everybody. Ed. Everybody knows Ed. You know the world famous Edzo from uh-huh. who uh, Winnie the Pooh. I grew up with, and we went to Winnie the Pooh preschool <laughs> together. We actually were talking about that last night. Oh my gosh! Because uh, my daughter heard the story about how I got kicked out of Winnie the Pooh preschool. Mm. Yeah, fact. Oh boy, fact. I was there, saw it. I mean, it did. I mean, you were it was. Witness? Oh yeah, it was right there. <laughs> Pretty. Much I think a- I'm the only one in the history of Winnie the Pooh preschool to get expelled. Yes. You had a pocket knife, right? I did. I brought a pocket knife in. Yeah. And my brother got a pocket knife for you a birthday barbarian. gift, and I came in and and flashed it to the girls in the playroom and mm-hmm. the playroom. Hey, like, let me yeah, show you my house pocket knife. You know, I, oh, I, I, this is crazy. I was thinking back to ninth grade because. Uh, in my English class, we had to make a, a presentation of something that was interesting to you. Mm-hmm. And, and and I brought my 1100 in. Bill Bessie. Oh, Betsy. Oh, my God. Was, it in, was it in well, parts you know or was it actually I, uh, whole? That, that, was, that was the whole presentation is how to take it apart. Really? So it was whole. That okay. wasn't an abnormal yep. thing. That's what I'm saying. No. I mean, I, I just just think about that. Yeah, that's – I know. I'm, we, walk, I'm walking down the hall with old Betsy. With my eleven hundred. Hey, the kids that I went to school with, you'd go to school in the morning and and leave an hour early and go squirrel hunt for an hour and just leave the guns well, hanging I, in the rack. Well, I, I the doors to, unlocked. I used to duck hunt a lot before yeah. school, a lot, a lot of times. Right. You know, I, I, I had all my guns in my truck. You know, and nobody. And I, would, I mean, that, this is one literally walking down the hall with an eleven hundred shotgun. Wow. I mean, uh, and, and and nobody's even paying attention to you. Nobody's even worried. No, you know. Yeah. So I did the presentation. I got an A, obviously, because it was easy for me to do. You know, but I, I was just thinking about that. I mean, and what know. what subject might have been some on? coercion English. there too, English. depending English. on where you were pointing. Yeah, what a different that, world. Yeah, it was actually speech and drama, but it was an English class. Speech and drama, and but, so what was the the drama of taking apart a gun and putting yeah, it back you, together? Well, you just had work. To, you, again, you had, you had to make some type of a presentation. Some, okay, so some, you were so, public speaking. Okay. Or something. Yeah, yeah, public yeah. speaking. Exactly. I got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so, just an analysis yeah, of some, your some, talking. Some, some people did. I, I'll never forget this one guy. 
He did an analysis of his family's vacation. It was the most boring freaking thing I've ever Ouch, heard in my life. Painful. He, he went into what they ate for lunch and stuff. I'll never forget him doing that. I was like, that is awful. Kevin, you know? I could promise you when I was in, I think it was third grade, mm-hmm. I did a presentation on how to put a worm on a hook. Yeah. hundred percent. I can, I can remember it to the day. <laughs> Absolutely. Beautiful A plus on that yeah, one. Too. That's right. That's funny. Worm on yeah. a hook. Yeah. Well, you're going to do, you're always going to do good. Do what you're comfortable with. Because what, you're comfortable what, what you have exactly. passion about. That's right. Yeah. And you obviously yeah. have passion I about think, Old Bess. I think the barrel was still hot because I probably went duck hunting that oh, morning. Geez. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, nowadays, if you oh, were to walk into a school, are you kidding me? Oh, you don't go me? there. Yeah. With that, I mean, be a it DEF CON 4. Crazy. Oh, yeah. And just like a kid bringing in a knife into preschool. I mean, that if, if that got out. Oh, yeah. You know kid. what, though? Kid Expe- brings knife, yeah, threatens class. <laughs> when I was a kid, Make all the kids news. that were in Boy Scouts of America, everybody had a BSA pocket knife. Yeah. And everybody carried it to school. Yeah. I mean, everybody. Yeah. You know, the whole the whole troop. And then that was just a normal thing. Yeah, it, yeah, it was. Guys would go squirrel hunting in the morning and leave their squirrel guns sitting in the gun racks in the trucks. Yeah, I, I had, Some of them would leave c- the windows come on, open. Jeff, yeah. You had the gun racks in your truck in the window, right? In the back window? I never did. Oh, God. No, because I had. Uh, I was driving a 1978 International that's Scout. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, I, you know, I had the. School bus the, yellow, you know, by the, the way, old, with a rally strike. Yeah, white mag awesome. rims and rust everywhere. Awesome. <laughs> Stereo Everybody who had a truck had gun racks. The, yeah, yeah. And yeah. everybody they carried did. a gun. And it, nobody in locked the pickup the, trucks. Yeah, nobody, nobody locked the, the trucks. Never locked a truck. No. And nobody would ever dream of touching them. That's right. Never. Nobody did that stuff. And, no, and I don't know of anybody that ever had a gun stolen. Not, not mean, at my school. Yeah. Nobody. Uh, crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Times have changed. I mean, that's not that long ago. I mean, you know, it is, but in, in, the, in, the, in the sense of things, it's really not. 70s for me. You know? The 70s. Yeah. Yeah. You know, eighties for me, Jeff, and that was during yeah, the height, yeah, the when, height of the Vietnam driving. War. Oh, oh yeah. You know, we yeah. were all getting drafted. A little while, you know, crazy stuff. Yeah. Anyway, Krug, good week this yeah. week so far, yeah. and uh, the week's not yet done. So, uh, it was I turkey hunted this week. Good for you. Somebody, please tell me what's wrong with the turkeys. <laughs> I, you know, we, we we talked about this last Saturday. We were sitting here, and it got to be like nine, ten o'clock, and we're like, I asked you. I said we, we were at Standard Feed and Seed. What? Thank you, Frank. It was it was yeah, it was, that was great cool. great time. Um, and I'm like, have you gotten any pictures? You know, because we should be our our phone should be blowing up because typically o- opening, opening day, day we Georgia, usually get a lot of pictures. Yeah, yeah. And and I, I got I got nothing. I got yeah. one that afternoon. Our place from, from was Chip. awesome. Yeah. For, for yep, that for, was the only picture we got. Was Kyle was up there for five days, and wow. it was some of the most incredible turkey hunting we've ever <laughs> He's had. Wearing them out, place. did he kill another one? Uh, he called one in for Brad. Oh, oh okay. Oh, that, that was, was a, he was with Brad. I didn't yeah, know that. He called one in for Brad. I Very didn't know cool. that either. That's and then awesome. he called one in for his friend Frank. And then he called one in for me. Did you I, get one? I missed. Oh, oh, it's a good hunt. That was a good hunt. All right, first so, time I ever had this happen, and it was first time I've ever seen a turkey come in at six o'clock at night. Sun's going down, and he's gobbling up a storm, and coming. Yeah, it's a great story. Yeah, well, really, I want to hear that. Uh, yeah, I, I first do too. for me. You know, I, first, I, I do too. What? You, you had a miss too? No, I wouldn't. I, I, I because of mom's situation. Oh we, yeah, we, right. We, 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 we were yeah, you going. Didn't go. You were going to yeah, go. Yeah, we were going to leave on Saturday and yeah, uh, I remember and, you and, and go you up go. for you know for three or four days until Aaron and Kayla got here. But uh, no, so we 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 stuck around. The uh, just to give everybody an idea here, uh, we're going to do a tides and a weather because yep. uh, this is 
This is pretty uh, significant. Know, yeah. I mean, have you guys seen what's going to happen? Yeah, I, I was talking about it during yeah, the break. I mean, it's it's coming. It's nasty. All right, let's do a weather report brought to you by the Bearded Pig, which I, I got to throw out a big thank you to Chad. We had on uh, Wednesday, Chad ended up, uh, I called him up and I said, hey, look, you know, I'm, I'm buying lunch for a bunch of the, the Jaguars broadcast crew in, okay. the, in the department. And I said, you know, I said, can you hook, hook us up? And he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, he, he saved us a table, and we had a phenomenal lunch, phenomenal lunch. And as always, the Bearded Pig was just money. So just a big thank you to the folks at the Bearded Pig and the entire staff because it was as good as it's ever been. And, he, and here's the thing that I had, which is different. I've never had wings from the Bearded Pig. Oh, the smoked wings are off the chain. Oh, my goodness. They're really well, moist. I will do that. They're, They're like really a, good. Like, oh, my goodness, good. You don't need any sauce on them. No. Just eat them. Please. No, eat them straight yeah. up. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, here's the uh, weather report brought to you by the Bearded Pig, <laughs> and it's looking a little snotty. It's uh, ugly. And here's why. Because a low pressure has developed this afternoon along a cold front that will be situated near the Florida and Georgia border. Yeah, it's on us now. This low pressure center will accelerate northeastward and offshore tonight as strong high pressure currently centered over the Great Lakes region builds southeastward towards the mid-Atlantic coasts. And so it's going to be creating quite a mess. So what does this mean? When? Today, south-southeast winds around 10 knots, becoming east-northeast around 15 knots late in the afternoon. Boy, when that comes around, folks, be careful. Yeah, it's going to be a sucker day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be pretty, and it's going to get rough really fast, yep. so just be careful. Tonight, north winds 15 to 20 knots, mm. increasing to 20 to 25 with occasional gusts to gale force, possible after midnight. Sunday. North, northeast, 20 to 30 knots with frequent gusts to gale force. Seas 8 to 11 feet, building to 9 to 14 feet (laughs) with a period of 7 seconds in the afternoon. Showers likely. Monday, northeast winds 20 to 25 knots with frequent gusts to gale force. Seas 11 to 14 feet. And that's going to be a period of 12 seconds. There goes the pogies. Oh, yeah. Tuesday, east-northeast winds around 20 knots. Seas 8 to 11 feet. Chance of showers. Tuesday night through Wednesday night. East winds 15 to 20 knots. Seas 7 to 10 feet and a chance of showers. And here's the part that's going to be slightly depressing. If you look at the inland forecast on the 10-day forecast, it's a chance of rain today, 70%. 70% tomorrow, 70% Monday, 40% 40% Tuesday, 40% Wednesday, 60% Thursday, 60% on Friday. Time to go turkey hunting. Time Tip- to go north. This is, a, this is a typical nor'easter. In, I mean, in, uh, in, in April. In April. A seven-day nor'easter, basically, because it's 357. Yeah. Seven-day seven nor'easter. Uh, ugly. That's crazy. It is crazy. going to be yucky. And and, and it, I was trying to think when the last time we had a – Scenario like this, this late in the season, I, it's been a quite a few years. Oh, I I can't I can't, I mean I I can't remember. You know I don't know that this time next year if we have a nor'easter in April we're going to say hey remember this time last I don't I don't remember it either. All I know is that we haven't been able to fish in April very much the last five or six years, but it hasn't been to, due to a nor'easter. Most of the time it's due to a southeast yeah, wind, wind of, of fifteen knots yeah, every just day. Wind. Yeah, yeah, not a northeaster. Yeah, not 
I mean, Jeff, if you if you look at that forecast with the waves that you're talking about, yeah, that's that's typical of hurricanes. I mean, 14, much, yeah. 14 to 16 feet. Yeah, well, you're looking at 11 to 14 foot. Yeah, that's that's, that's, well, that's gnarly. Seas, There's going to be some serious beach erosion. Oh, you ain't kidding. Uh-oh. I know you don't want to hear that, Jeff. But I, I mean, know. You know? It's, it's coming. Yeah, it is coming. what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. In fact, I uh, drove down A1A, and uh, when you get down between South Ponte Vedra and, I guess, Porpoise Point, mm-hmm. you can see the patches of A1A where they had to fix just because it eroded all the way to A1A. Right. And there's quite a few houses that are down there now on the beach that are all the sand underneath of the house gone. Yeah. It's teetering. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not – it's like yeah. a yeah. – I mean, I, I, would we? Would you expect? I, yeah, <laughs> you, know, I mean, you can't stop the ocean. Wow! No, you're not going to stop that ocean. Uh-uh. All right, uh, let's do a tides of port. Brought to you by Angie Subs. And yes, uh, the first night that Ed and his son got here, we actually took him to Angie Subs mm-hmm. for dinner on Thursday evening. I I talked to Ed that evening, and I'm like, what a shock! Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I said, "What did you go past the bearded pig?" Well, he goes, "A matter of fact, we did." Taylor had Taylor had a softball game, so it was a perfect place. We ended up meeting there, and then uh, we ventured on over to Ed Austin Regional Park, which mm-hmm. is a really nice park. It really way. is. That's a yeah. nice park. That's a nice park. It's a great park. Which one is that, Kurt? It's Ed Austin. It's right there in Jack's Beach. Okay. No, 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 no. No, that's uh, that's a different one. Uh, Ed Austin is the one that's over there in in. Uh, Arlington off of uh, Wonderwood. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, really nice park. Really nice park. Yeah, really nice park. It, it, uh, not not to get off. Some, is she playing uh, softball? Fast, fast pitch. Uh, well, it's not really fast, but it's pitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> By the way, well, great, great sport. It, yeah. It's a great, great sport. Great sport. Yeah, hey, it uh, good cardiovascular. Yeah. It, it's entertaining. Yeah, I bet it is. Yeah, yes, it's a challenge to get it. Across the plate sometimes. Yes. Yep. You know. Okay. I understand. There's a lot of. There's a lot of swinging misses going on. Yeah, a lot of scoring. Oh, a lot of scoring. A lot of base stealing. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's cool. It's it's fun to watch. Okay. Kevin, you know what a dropped third strike is? A dropped third strike. No. There's a lot of that there. Oh. You yeah. We we'll drop drop third strike. Okay. The pitcher throws it. Okay. Batter swings. Catcher drops the ball. Yep. So now you can you can run, run. the first base. Steal a base. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. You, yeah. yeah. So, it's a challenge to get the ball picked up, it's and then the ball the thrown to first, and it's then the ball hit caught. Is what it is. Yeah, it's so a usually hit. that so so usually that turns into a double. Is what you're saying? That's right. Uh, That's right. Yeah. One of them I think turned Maybe. into a home well triple. <laughs> oh, right. One turned into a triple, which then <laughs> throw to third wasn't run, quite accurate. Running. Right, right. right. Somehow that was all. Just keep going. Uh, yes. it's just, <laughs> it few uh, balls went high. <laughs> Yeah, yes. thrown balls went a little bit high. Great yeah, there's stuff, a, there's man. quite a few of them that get get first base because they get beaned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now they have to throw. Man, that, that happened to me all the time. No. All the time. Yeah, it's I was underhand. underhand. I was pitch. a left-hander. Okay. And they couldn't throw with a left-hander at the plate. You're a lefty. Oh yeah. You right left. Oh yeah. Okay. The only thing I do right-handed is play guitar. What? Oh, yeah, that's weird. That's it. Well, it's because I couldn't get a left-handed so guitar like, when I was a kid. You're uh, you're. Jimi Hendrix in reverse. No, not anywhere resembling Jimi Hendrix in any way, shape, or form. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I appreciate that. The only only two things I do right-handed are play golf and bat. But anyways, I was going to a tide report, and then I got totally distracted on real softball. Squirrel. There was was a high tide at 
Yeah. Yeah. High tide coming up here at, uh, let's see. 10.55. 10.55 at Mayport, and then 4.28 p.m. is your low tide. That's a negative .11, and hopefully the tides will be good to us today because uh, me and Ed and his son Ben fished with you, Kevin, yesterday, yep. and your son-in-law Aaron, and then today we're fishing with Captain Kirk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, also, a.k.a. Jaws. <laughs> yeah, Jaws. Poor guy. Yeah. You guys remember Jaws? Oh, yeah. Jaws, yeah. yeah. James Bond Jaws. movie? James Bond, James the guy Bond. with all the braces the in his mouth. Wrong Jaws. Yeah. Sorry. Captain yeah. Kirk. Jaws. <laughs> He's going to be Jaws in I'm a couple be Jaws. weeks. Oh, my gosh, man. <laughs> he, you know what he really wants to do? He wants to go home and take a nap. I know he, you does, know he does. But we're not going to let him. Yeah, and, uh-huh. and, and you guys are dragging him out. We're dragging you know him. what? On a holiday weekend. Yes. This nor'easter couldn't be coming at the best time. Exactly. Yeah. Me. Just about you the know? time you launch. Perfect. Yeah, perfect time. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Poor Kirk. Kirk, how did Kirk's had? Um, you've had some op, some some mouth work done. Two root canals. Oh, and some bridge work. And oh, what? That's awesome. What, what, what is what spurred this on? You started, planted? I guess, about six six seven weeks ago. I face planted on the t top. How did that happen? Just running along, you know, and and hit a little bit of chop. Turned my head a little bit and was not looking real well and. Oh. When I turned back around the boat. You know how it happens. I know exactly how that happens. And just yeah. tapped it, and it, it it was a little numb. And I thought that's eh, no big deal, you know. A little cut on the lip, and just shook it off, yeah. and just went went about and did my thing. Well, four weeks later, it started bugging me. I was like, ah. And Kate's like, you need to go see the dentist. Hmm. I was like, yeah. And I waited three, four weeks. Mm, yeah, yeah. That's what, I finally that, went in her. She goes, "It's a man thing." She goes, "Does it hurt?" And I go, "Yeah, it's starting to hurt." She goes, "Oh, it's really going to hurt." Yeah. You know? Oh. Oh, oh, boy. Ten yeah. days into it, you know. How many times have you been in the chair? Been at the dentist's office four times. Ugh. Three, four times. Yeah. Tell been him. Been in the chair. He's, he's been in the chair enough when I looked at her uh, the other day. I said, look, I couldn't be an astronaut. She goes, well, I could not sit in this position upside down for eight hours. I don't know how those guys did that. <laughs> Just sitting there, you know, looking at the ceiling. Ugh. It's like all the blood's draining to your, to your head. Brutal. And then you get up and you feel like you've been hit in the face with a bag full of nickels. Mm. You know, bag or, full or of nickels. Bag full I'm of not, nickels. Yeah, I've never yeah. felt Where that before. Where do you come up with that? Yeah. That's yeah. a saying my dad You had. hung out with some weird people yeah. my dad. swinging I mean, bags full of nickels. Or dimes or even quarters. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just nickels. Gonna, that was one of dad's sayings, you know. Bag full of bag nickels. Full of nickels. Bag full of nickels. So he must have had a, an episode when he was younger where somebody hit him with a bag uh, full of yeah. nickels. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, he actually. A bank robbery. Yeah. Gone awry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's take a break. Okay. We come back in. We were uh, everywhere. We'll, we're, well, yeah. We, we've been all over the place. <laughs> we'll dial in here a little about, bit. Yeah. Wings, teeth, and we softball. Got, we got some turkey stories to yes. share, some no, fishing stories Jeff. to we're share. We're not going to dial it in. Are you kidding me? We're True. sideways already. Come but, on. Uh, but, yeah, we got a lot to talk about right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. a beautiful song beautiful a song. very calming song yes yeah. and, I, and i gotta say that uh, when you have good insurance coverage it can be very calming and my state farm agent by the way that's a true statement that is a very true yes Boy, let me is. tell you what when, 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 i'm sorry but whenever there's a storm offshore and you start thinking well do i have flood insurance do i have the, I mean, you know, yeah am i taking yeah. care of yeah, am right. i going to be okay yeah. well uh, my state farm agent david beam has been phenomenal home vehicles uh all all of our insurance needs and david david i one thing i've always loved about him is that 
and this has always been a pet peeve of Kevin's, is that when you call somebody, they need to answer the, the phone. The damn phone. Please and, press four. Uh, yeah. I hate that. Oh, if you like to speak English, yeah. please press two. Yeah. And, and, and this one, please pay attention because our menu has changed. changed. Yes. 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 When, when did that change? A year ago? It yesterday? always changes. Yeah. When Apparently. you call David Beam's office, my State Farm agent, somebody answers the phone. And it's 904-379-4156, and David can take care of, of all of your insurance needs, and here's the best part. He's one of us. Mm-hmm. He's a hunter. He's, he's a fisherman. He's yep. an outdoorsman, and he knows that, look, life is busy, but he wants to make sure that your mind is at ease so that you can do all of those things in the outdoors without worrying about it. Yes. Again, call David Beam, 904-379-4156. I've been with David for... 20 years, 15 wow. years. I mean, oh, it's wow. a long time. David's yeah. been awesome. So, Chris, I have a question for you. Just to ease all of our sponsors' minds and stuff. Uh-huh. I, yep, we, are yep, getting, yep. we are getting a text. We're getting uh-huh. uh, uh, messages messages right. about the podcast. We uh-huh. had an issue, uh-huh. what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago? Yeah. We, yep. we, we got hacked. This yep. But everything's back up and running, correct? Everything is back up and running. So, okay. yeah, so the website is back up, outdoorshow.com. Which to us looks is really back good. Back. I uh, like it. Well, good. I'm glad. And uh, and so that means that the podcast is back up and running. So if you're looking for the podcast, it is up to date on Spotify. It is up to date on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Gotcha. Including uh, 1010XL On Demand, if you want to go there. there. That camera's not on, is it? No, it is not on. So we got <laughs> Ed, okay. Man, he'd be like front and center right now. So for the people who <laughs> yeah. so for the people who can't see the studio, which is everybody listening. So right. the deal is, um, they have installed these webcams for everyone, and, and the station Ten Ten XL is starting to. Uh, post videos of of their shows as well. Mm. Um, they're not operating right now for Good. us. Yeah, for the Saturday shows, for the weekend shows. Good. So, so no, yeah. no, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna push for it. They're gonna watch me eat this box of donuts. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> national television. That's yes. right. That's, so there that's, are that's some the Saturdays. Idea. There definitely doesn't need to be a camera in here. No, yeah. no doubt. All right. So Chris, along the long lines, we just got another message yep. on our Facebook page. And uh-huh. It's from Robert. He said uh, Stitcher. So uh-huh. the shows aren't loading, uploading. Okay, well, Stitcher sucks. So you know, go to Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. Okay, yeah. All right. I, I didn't know what. Uh, <laughs> can you explain that a lot more yeah. simply? Or okay, just- well, sti- well, no, Stitcher is just an app where you can get them and where you can get uh, different things. I've had problems with a personal podcast that I tried to get up on Stitcher. Uh, we've had problems feeding stuff to Stitcher um, over the years. You know, since. I don't even know when. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Stitcher can be problematic uh, along with some of the other apps, um, smaller apps. But the ones that are native to your phone, that's probably the best. Uh, the Apple Podcasts, if you have an iPhone, which the vast majority of people do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Android is Google Podcasts. Those those would be the ones if you don't use Spotify. Gotcha. Okay. That'd be what I'd recommend. All right. I'm, I'm passing that on to him now. If, if in, in case you're listening, Robert, uh, I apologize for being repetitive, but... Mm-hmm. Make, making sure it uh, it's covered. So I, yeah. I, I so I sent him this, Chris, and tell me if this is correct. Stitcher not a great way to get it. Apple or Google or Spotify. Yep. Yeah, that's easy. That works. Yep. Okay. There you go. All right. Just just wanted to make sure we we got that right. <laughs> All right. So uh, I had a cool experience turkey hunting this this week earlier in the week, and I have a spot that is 
literally been epic for turkey hunting for many years. In fact, Kevin, you were the first one to ever take a turkey at this spot. Mm-hmm. And you know it well. Ed, you know it well. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's at the landowner stand. Mm-hmm. And Easy it's way. not really the landowner stand anymore. It's my wife's right, stand. Right, right, Okay, which uh, Aaron's smiling. He's laughing. He knows how that works, okay? <laughs> okay, the wife took it over and it's gone. But I get to still retain the turkey rights to that stand. Mm-hmm. So... I go over there and prepare a little blind because I want to take my bow. Mm-hmm. And I got the machete and I'm doing the machete thing and I get a little blind set up. I get there in the next morning and it's crickets. And then I hear something fire up uh, kind of over my right shoulder a little bit. And it sounds like a hen. Could be a Jake. I don't know. And so I'm like, all right, well, they're just not getting going. Mm-hmm. And, th- and now I don't hear anything. And if, at all and usually you can hear a gobble somewhere and then one gobble straight down the hill from me and i'm like there he is finally i'm Mm -hmm. like all right cool i'm in business and i'm sitting there and i say one gobble literally one gobble one gobble that's it one gobbler gobbled one One, time okay okay yeah that was it okay so i'm like all right and then i start hearing some some uh calling to my right and i'm sitting there going okay it's gonna happen and then i had a bird pitch off the roost and it literally lands right out in front of me it's a jake mm-hmm. i'm just like okay is it, it 7 30 in the morning yeah it's about that you know good daylight pretty good daylight yeah. i thought they would have been down already right yeah and now i'm just sitting there going okay and this jake gets out in front of me and he's just sitting there and he's kind of looking around Do you have a decoy i got a gobbler decoy okay. a, a full okay. fan full okay. strut yep. gobbler decoy which is i think Incredibly important if you're going to try to take a turkey with a bow. Yep. It takes their attention away from you. Mm-hmm. So I'm ready. I got the bow in hand. I got my release on. I'm thinking that it's going to happen anytime. I got my mouth call in so that I can be hands-free to shoot the bow. And I'm thinking, okay, the gobbler down the hill is now going to pitch out here any minute. And then he's going to roll up the hill to make sure that this Jake doesn't steal any of his women. Right. Yeah. Okay. Waiting and waiting and waiting to gobble, or the Jake is staying around in, in front of me. And eventually he sees the, the decoy and he works his way over there. But then he acts subordinate. And so I'm sitting there going, okay, the gobbler then is going to come. Mm-hmm. Nothing, 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 nothing. And he eventually turns and leaves and goes back over in front of me to away from the decoy and he gobbles. Mm. And I'm going, wait a minute, is this a short bearded, beard rotted gobbler? Right. And he's just not going to full strut. So I'm like, all right, what do I do? Do I shoot him? Because he gobbled, but right. he's, you know, and he wouldn't f- show his fan. Right. And for people that don't know, yeah. a Jake turkey doesn't have a full fan. Mm-hmm. You have feathers that are taller than others. So it's right. not even all the way around. Yeah. And a gobbler has a full fan. They're all even. So anyway, he eventually walks off. A couple other birds pitched down, and I never saw the bird pitch down what I thought was the gobbler in front of me. And so I eventually start heading back, and as I'm heading back to to let Merle out and then take a break, maybe you know use the bathroom and then go back out, I see what I thought was a fan turkey in the road. So I hit the deck mm-hmm. on my way back. Turns out it was the Jake with two other Jakes and three hens. Okay. I called him right in, and I'm just going, where's the gobblers? And I still right. never heard a gobble. Huh. I was like, what in the world? Are they taking a day off? Right. You know, I know those guys get pretty busy. I mean, you know, you may have to service, what, 
12, 15, 20 hens a day. So yep. does a male turkey just go, you know, dude, I got to take a break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I got enough. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I just yeah, got to take yeah, a day yeah, off hey, for a couple days <laughs> off. <laughs> you just got to rest, Mr. Man. Jake, you take those over there. Yeah, yeah you know, exactly. Yeah, go ahead for a little bit, dude. I, I got to take a break. <laughs> yeah, you got to let, the, let the blisters heal, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you ever figure it out, please write yeah. a book about it because it's, Isn't just, that wild? it's bizarre. Now, you, you know, I, again. I'm trying to figure them out. I, I've been sending you guys pictures since middle of February of all the birds that are on their property. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, and Roger went up, you know, Friday night. You know, Saturday morning, I, uh, you know, I said, "Look, here's here's where you need to go," and he went there. Crickets, nothing, nothing. Wow. I'm like, what? And that was kind of the same days that I was there yeah. too. You know, so yeah. it's just weird. He hunted. Like, he hunted Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, and never, never, never even got in the game. Yeah, and I talked to James, which uh, oh, Saturday was opening day. Yeah, and James got a yep. got, got a nice turkey on Saturday, yep. but but he didn't hear anything. Yeah. Anything. And he said that the whole morning, this is interesting. He said the whole, and he's at his spot. He's got a spot picked yep. out. He, he feels like it's money. He's got him on camera. And so he's confident. And in the morning, he's got a couple hands that come out. So he's thinking, well, there's got to be a gobbler somewhere. And he said he still has not heard a gobble at all. And then the neighbor shoots. And he said he never heard a gobbler gobble or anything like that anywhere around the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. He said the the neighbor shoots and then a gobbler shot gobbles 150 yards away from him. Yep. And that was the only gobble he heard was the one the reaction to a gunshot. Mm. And he said and then eventually so he said uh, once I heard that he goes I started calling and figured that I had a chance and and he goes you know it's beautiful morning I'm gonna stay put yeah. and, and we'll share the pictures on Facebook because he ended up taking his turkey that came in quiet never gobbled again but when he stepped into the field he got uh, full strut and then he. Ended up taking them, but I mean that's another morning. He said the only reason he heard a gobble was the re- reaction to a gunshot. Right, that funny. Uh, Captain Corey Sparks killed one on 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 Sunday morning up at our property, um, which was his very first bird ever ever oh, calling cool. in. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. Yep, yep, yep. Good, good bird too. So, I, right, almost, uh, I almost killed a turkey this week. You did? I did. Honest, okay. honest. I was at the Clay County Fair, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they had these pens. Uh, you know, where they're showing off, you know, the show, you know, roosters and bunny rabbits and pigs, you know, and pigs yeah, which I love the rooster. pigs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and they had along with the big roosters and I mean, some big, big roosters. Holy cow. Uh, yeah. They had a whole slew of turkeys and, and I, um, uh, I, I, you know, wanted to, did you see Darius them. Clucker? I did not see Darius Clucker. I okay. saw some that looked like Darius Clucker. Oh, you did? Okay. All yeah. Right. Yeah. The same breed. Mm. Uh, but did not see Darius. No, no. Yeah. Nor was anyone playing uh, chicken poop bingo. Okay, so well, they missed out then. Yeah, they did. They did. Uh, people were just you know looking at I'm stuff. I'm kind of missing standard feed and seed right now. Yeah, yeah that was fun. That was definitely. It different. sounded fun. Anyway, the it was. did. But, let's, let's go but talk I'm to, gonna get to that in just a minute. Yep, but let's go yep. now. Go talk to David because David has a question that a lot of people wow are yeah. dealing with right now. Good morning, yes. David. Morning, guys. Hey, wouldn't it be nice to be a gobbler? Um, Amen, brother. For you. Yeah. <laughs> old, uh, old, old school guys like us, you got a recipe to get rid of some dollar weed? Yeah, I like 10, 10, 10. What? What? 10, it's 10. a fertilizer I put on my lawn. 
It's uh, called 10-10-10. For We're trying to get wi- rid of dollar weed? It, kill, it kills the dollar weed and fertilizes the St. Augustine. Get out of here. No, 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 no. It's, it's not straight 10-10-10. It's a... The, the product you're talking about is it has That's weed po- killer in it. Yeah, it's it's uh, what is it? Scott's bonus. That, yeah. Have you seen the price of that stuff? It's crazy. Oh my god! I went to buy some. By the way, David, I'm trying to kill my dollar weeds. Yeah. All right. Um, I I have some herbicide that I use for the edges, not for the yard. You gotta use herbicide. And 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 it it wipes them out, man. I mean it it kills them, but it's 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 a um. Um, what would you call it, Jeff? Like a like a, a border herbicide? herbicide? Yeah. You know, it's. I mean, it, it kills everything. Um, but the, the the Scott's weed feed does work. Yeah, but it doesn't it doesn't do what the spray will do. Hell no, not even not even close. Yeah, so, I don't I don't remember exactly what the name of the chemical so, so, is, yeah, Dave. That, but, and, by the way, David, I have the same question. So if somebody out there, yeah, is a we need a lawn control, yard lawn, expert. Yeah, we need we need an expert to call in. And tell us how to get rid of dollar weeds. It uh, here here's the the stuff that I've used in the past, and and I had David a uh, like a twenty five gallon spray tank, and I'd put it in a golf cart mm-hmm. and spray. It was atrazine, some some form of atrazine, and uh, you got to make sure that you're getting the right rate and the right timing and the right conditions. So Roger just said atrazine. Atrazine. Yeah, that's what okay. we use. Yep. Yeah, but the atrazine is the ticket, David. But uh, okay, it can be it can be a battle now, yeah. You know, because the one thing about atrazine is is that you can't spray it when it gets real hot. So if you're going to spray it, you need to do it pretty soon because once it gets hot, it'll you cook. spray you spray atrazine and you'll fry your grass. Yeah, it'll cook everything. <laughs> you fry it. I've learned that the hard yeah, way. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Thanks, bro. I appreciate it. All right, David. Have a good one, buddy. Tomorrow, so we'll get it out of there. Thanks, uh, man. Yep. Yeah. The uh, atrazine is the ticket. All right, let's take a break. 904-641-1010 if you'd like to join us here this morning. And just want to remind everybody that, look, if you're in the market for a vehicle, the Nimnick family of dealerships is the place to go because you get a best price guarantee. Go to Nimnick.com to learn more. And you're listening to the Nimnick Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by DuckDuckRooter. Yeah, you like this one. I do. This is a good song. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. Hey, um, uh, Hagen Coastal Outfitters, uh, excited. They've got the new store coming online, Hagen Ace Hardware and Callahan. It's going to be the mothership. And I think it's going to be opening up right around my birthday. So I was hoping that uh, I might you be able get to get another grill. I was thinking I <laughs> yeah, could get that's a... just what he needs or a kayak. You know yeah. what I do need? You know the one thing that I really want? Oh, well, no. What is that? That I'm going to get from from Hagen, hopefully for my birthday. Mm-hmm. I need a cordless impact um, drill. You need a Milwaukee impact driver. Those impact, they, they, they now have the best. cordless impact drivers that are just, awesome i mean everything's cordless now I yeah got i know but the, i'm talking about the ones like you can change a tire with i got one you can change a tire mm. on your truck your your boat things bad to the yeah. bone. i mean so i'm i'm fired up so i'm i'm hoping that you know <clears throat> anybody's <laughs> hoping listening, listening to I mean, yeah I'm, yeah, yeah. you know bill jacob i'm just saying that you know look uh you know my birthday is coming up in mm-hmm. july mm-hmm. Yeah. you know and i know you're having that grand opening event there and you know 
I think I think the grand opening event is going to be on my birthday. So wow. you know, we, we're probably uh, wow. going to be there broadcasting. So mm. hint, hint. Yeah. Birthday present for me. Can we can we talk to Joey? Because I'm sure. curious to see what he says. About All right, Joey. All right, Joey. You got the hey, solution. Yeah. We need to hear it. Yeah. So I I worked as a manager for a national lawn care company for over a decade. All right. Well, then so, you are qualified to be an expert. Yeah. So the best weed control overall weed control that you can put on your lawn that will not kill your grass, it won't even kill dogs. Is atrazine. Atrazine. Yeah, atrazine is fantastic. It kills a huge broad uh, variety of weeds. You can get it in both liquid form. You mix it at one ounce per gallon. Uh, just use it in your sprayer. Okay. Or you can you can get it in the weed and feed. A bonus X is, or bonus S is a fantastic weed and feed, but you have to make sure that it does have atrazine in it. Yeah, and okay. it, it, you will not you will not have a problem. With it. Yeah, the one thing that um, and correct me if I'm wrong here joey but um i remember when i was spraying my yard and i would buy atrazine at a blows home depot and then one time i said you know what i'm gonna go ahead and get atrazine from my uh agricultural supply store in georgia Mm -hmm. that i get my forestry chemicals Mm -hmm. from and it worked much better (laughs) Yeah, it's probably it, it probably is a little bit you know more uh, stronger concentrate, um, and, and that's what I always used um, in my my own personal stuff and in my family's yards and things like that. I just would go to like site one something like that, get get a, a bottle of liquid atrazine, mix a again a, a, a one ounce per gallon and spray it, and it, it is amazing. I want to just add. I'm going to add one thing here because a lot of people think that more is always better. When it comes to treating dollar weed or anything else, and I want to emphasize that more is not necessarily better, and also can be harmful to the environment. So, make sure that uh, what what tips can you give them on how how to apply it and uh, when to apply it? it. Yeah. Right. So the best thing is to get you a you know have you a nice uh, fan spray on your on your sprayer. Um, Apply it. Um, I, I don't use more than an ounce, um, and you can use less if you want, but but don't use any more than an ounce. You you can only spray it up to a certain, um, uh, like you can only go up to like three feet from a body of water. So if you have a retention pond in the back of your house or something like that, so up to up to three feet is as far as is as close as you can go. And then um, you know just a nice even spray over the top of it. And even though atrazine is great on on dollar weed, I would suggest that it, you do it a couple of times. You hit it, and then maybe two weeks later, go and hit it again, and then uh, and and really watch to see how they are uh, if they are dying off, if they're if they're turning yellow, and if you need to, maybe one more time, another a uh, couple of weeks after that. All right, um, and uh, it will, when it gets hot, you don't want to put that stuff out, correct? Well, you know, you know, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Jeff. I've heard, I heard that my entire career. I can tell you, as a manager, uh-huh. I did it all year long. Never ever had a problem with it. Okay. It, 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 I never, I never saw the first, uh, first sign of it actually scorching the lawn. Okay. But I will say that you don't want to do it in times of drought. So you want to make sure that the grass is is nice and green. It's not brown when you right. do it, or, or you know, right, like that. Right. So. Perfect. Perfect. Man, Joey, uh, yeah, we, you, Joey, we appreciate the yeah. help and uh, 
That's uh, certainly dollar week can be so frustrating for a yard. Ooh, yes, it can. Oh, man. It's awful. It can, absolutely. But it's, atrazine is the king. It's the best. Okay. All right. Thank you, Joey. You're welcome. And then if you can't handle that, call Joey. Exactly. So see if we can get Joey's number to – so he's like, he said he was an ex manager. Oh, ex manager. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Uh, wait a minute. Is that the Scotty Brown? The Scotty Brown? Calling in? This is a pretty good song, too. <laughs> Scotty loves it. This is a Scotty Brown lead in this song. Is, yes, it is. Really? Scotty has his own music. Mm-hmm. Wow. I don't think he's happy about it. There's only a few that have their own music. I think that he'd rather we just turn it off I and never bring it up again. Why do I have my own? Because of the yeah. Mexican duck. Yeah, that's right. The ducks. Yes. Yeah. Hey, the Mexican duck scientist, he got a real job. Uh, yeah. What do you mean he got a real job? He's going to be professor at West Texas A&M University starting in August. Wow. What? That's awesome. Congratulations. That's Congratulations. Great, wow, that's How pretty cool. Is that? He's going to be a professor? I know it's hard to believe something that came from me is going to be a wow. Agree, totally agree Professor with you. Said that. Wow, that's pretty <laughs> cool. And, uh, he's doing uh, taking his genetics, wildlife genetics research there, and uh, I think he teaches thirty or forty percent of the time, and then the rest of the time he's doing research. Wow, that's uh, that's pretty him, amazing. Man. That's it fantastic. It's, it's a uh, kind of a dream job. It's uh, with the wildlife department, so he'll be teaching. Wildlife classes and doing his genetics um, solely on wildlife. Um, a geneticist, they can kind of work almost in any field. But um, so it's he's really excited. We're excited for him. So he moves out there first week in August, and I think classes start around August twentieth or something like that. And he's quite the world traveler here. Yeah, no kidding. Too. He is. So he'll be in uh, the town is called Canyon, Texas, which is outside of Amarillo, about twenty minutes. Well, West oh. Texas now it's yeah. pretty it's pretty barren and desolate out there in yeah. West Texas now. It is, but there's big white tails and big lots mule deer and, and lots of turkeys. Lots and of turkeys. Yeah. yeah. All right, all right, Scotty, lots you are you are now in charge of finding us That's a right. place to hunt turkeys mm-hmm. in West Texas. Yes, put it on the list. But now we're going to have to change his theme song. <laughs> little George oh, yeah. I by morning. morning. I like it. That's a much better song. I really like that one. Amarillo by morning. So, yeah. yeah. That was, uh, we, we found out, I don't know, a month or two ago, and we've been sitting on it, but everything's official now. And we're so proud of him. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Heck yeah. yeah. That's awesome. And I'd be proud so he, too. That's he said awesome. he's going to probably start, he's got some ideas to do genetics work on quail, which is, is a game animal that's dwindled all over the country. So uh, I told him when he collects those, I said, I need to be hired for $1 a day to be his um, lab tech to help. Yes. Collect. Heck yeah. Yeah, it's about time he starts taking yeah. care of you, isn't it? It is. For, well, he's 28, so yeah, for like 20 years I've taken him hunting, and he hasn't taken me once yet. That's right. Yeah, so, yeah. He's hunted Canada, Mexico, New Zealand, so I think it's time he takes old de- old, the old man out. See, one. I'm looking out for you, brother. So, so I put, you are. I put Scotty on a mission a couple of weeks ago, Jeff, oh, and he, has, he hasn't helped me out. Uh-oh. Right? What, what's, the what, what's the mission? What's the mission? I, what? I already forgot. No, he didn't even. Were they, so, they dipping big bass when you uh, – you, you you may have been. No, I, I, I've um, – Fancy just turned seven. Okay. Okay. Which so is I, Fancy's I, a dog. Fancy's yeah, a dog. I, yeah. So I sent him a text, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I, you know, how? Uh, what age do you think that is too old to to breed your dog? Okay. You know, 
And 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 you know he now, Scotty does Fancy's come, girl. Yeah, Fancy's girl. Okay. Yeah, just, and, just making sure. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 really. <laughs> and, and uh, because Scotty, I, I that's who I trust about dogs because he's you know he his dog he, he and I had dogs together, mm-hmm. right? He got first pick out mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. out of Pepper's litter, right? Right. So anyway, we were talking, and I said, well, and, and he said, he said, man, he said, there's a ton of um, Britney Spaniels around where he lives. Which he is lives, what? Which is what, what Fancy, Fancy is. Fancy is. And uh, so I'm like, well, find, find me a find me a, 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 a male okay. that, that wants a, you know, a pretty little female, uh-huh. AKC. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, haven't, I haven't, it's been crickets. Nothing? Crickets? Nothing. Yeah. Uh, no response? Yeah. You are correct. I the matchmaker has not the come match- through. <laughs> he has always been the matchmaker. Yeah, yeah. And and and, and by the way, Scotty will come pick up your dog. He came by, picked Pepper up, and really took. Yep, yeah. I've done that. Scotty yeah. was pimping. <laughs> he was pimping. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! And yeah. let me say, once Pepper got away from the family, she was a little bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there, there was no Pepper was the worst. She would. When she went into heat, she would break down a fence to go find a male. Really? And I'm not kidding. That's wow. Un- and then she would break down the other people's fence to get to the male. Wow. Wow. Yeah. She 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 did that one time with that a bull, cougar, a bull mastiff. Mm. Oh, goodness did you have gracious! A huh? You had a litter? No. Oh goodness. No. It, because we literally we took her to the vet, and he said it would kill her. Wow. Because she had like she had like thirteen little tiny. Puppies in her. Oh goodness! Yeah, and bull mastiff. Something. Yeah, yeah, it so it, big. It, it, it would have yeah. killed her. Yeah. Wow. So, anyway, that different wow. story. And but, those were great puppies because I had. Oh my god! Everybody who dog. had those puppies. You're right. Yeah, I, I, I had gotten calls for years after that and wanted to know uh, when I was going to breed that one with another one so they could get more puppies from that. I mean, yep. those were really good dogs. There's, there's no doubt they were, they were, they were good dogs. But I will start. I'm I'm back home now, Kevin. Okay. So I will start. I, I'm going to write a note. Dang it! <laughs> I'm getting old. I got to write stuff. That's down. all right. So, um, Scotty, the uh, uh, pictures that we saw of Ooh. you and Mr. Steve Lopez. Where were you guys at when you were shocking all of these big bass? Um, well, we started. Um, we most of them were in Georgia, but there were a few that um, I had to go all the way down to. Arcadia, which is down by Okeechobee, um, for two days because we missed it in the in the beginning of March. So uh, most of them were in central Georgia from Cobbtown, which is near Jeff's place, all the way over to Columbus and then uh, around uh, Macon. Yeah, and for, and for people, if, if you haven't seen it, we posted this up on our Facebook and Instagram page a couple uh, days ago. We shared the link that – Scotty's company, Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management, that you guys posted up, and it was pictures of the bass that uh, that you had shocked, and you're taking measurements. Uh, obviously, you guys are uh, managing lakes and man- managing some water bodies for uh, for customers, and the look of the bass, I mean, holy cow, those did things you, are huge. Did you see my response? No. <laughs> I, I just said one word, dinks. Dinks. <laughs> Yeah, we got we got a we this this year we got a bunch of happy clients. We saw lots. We saw, I think we saw like two nines, wow, five eights, six or seven sevens, and a whole bunch of fours and sixes. It, nice. I don't know. We that was that was eight days. Of, I think I was we I shocked eight days in a row. 
Wow. Mm-hmm. I started last Thursday and then went to South Florida and then went back to Georgia. So, yeah, it was it was incredible spring. So the and I, now I got two two new landowners in Alabama. I'm after after my dad's going to move over to North Carolina after I move him. I might have to go to Alabama and start some new with some new clients and make them happy too in a couple of years. Yeah, that's that's cool. So food, Scotty. I mean, is that the most important? I mean, I, 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 every since, you know, we, we, we introduced the Shiners, uh, I mean, my, my pond has always been, been good. But, but since we've introduced the Shiners in there numerous years ago, by the way, I mean, I, I, I just feel like that that's, you know, that's probably the biggest reason that I have such, such big fish in that pond. Yeah, you got to, I mean, you got to have, for the bass, you got to have forage. So you right. got to think backwards. You got to think. The little fish that are feed, going to feed the intermediate fish that are going to feed the big fish. And, um, for big bass, you got to have big forage, and you know, your shiners will get six, six, eight inches. We've gotten a few that are ten inches around the southeast. Wow. That's a big shiner. Um, I mean, and we got one. Uh, we got one client in Cobtown, Georgia. They got um, thread fins, mm-hmm. and we've been overstocking thread fins and I mean, they got thread fins that are almost five inches long. So your bigger bass, mm. they don't have to eat as, they don't have to spend as much energy hunting and gathering as if they were catching, you know, two right. inch minnows. So you, you want the big forage for the bigger fish. And that's usually what happens. Most, most lakes that we pull up to for the first time, it's usually jammed full of small bass, big bluegills. And we want they they want big bass. So we got to reverse that. We got to, start taking bass out they got to start taking bass out and uh, i need i need to do that up. bad i got too many males gotta start building up yep. that for yeah, it, it, it can take a while and it cannot take a while it depends on the, the pond so you got plenty of big fish but yeah over time they'll those will eventually fade out of the population and then you're stuck with a bunch of 14 inches right we got um a couple in uh near macon georgia now we've been with them three years and got another one columbus we've been with them three years and the, you know the landowners they're getting a little they get you know they well just today's society you know they you know i'm not seeing a lot of changes and then this year both of those clients they both got five legs and i mean the populations exploded the bass populations with big fish i mean we we've we've turned the corner um and now we got lots of forage and we're generating you know six seven eight pounders as opposed to 300 14 or 12 inches. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to do some of that. Some of the old bank calling. Bank yeah, calling, it, yeah. It is. I mean, it's 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 kind of like, it's man. It's just like managing deer. No, you know, a lot of people don't want to do it. It takes time or they don't want to fool with cleaning the fish. But um, it's if you want to get quality bass and you, you don't have a thousand acre lake, then you really need to call some, call some small bass. It wouldn't, wouldn't hurt to have a thousand acre lake, though, you know? Yeah, you know, we... <laughs> work on a few that are that big how big is lake x before we before we let you go lake x if people don't know it that's this private secretive lake supposedly that mercury does all their testing on their motors well, that's at not suppo- that's not supposedly you know <laughs> when we're there we see them but uh yeah that's it's down in st cloud and it's been there for well been the lake's been there forever but um the locals knew it back in the starting in the 60s when mercury moved in um they were t- testing their motors and so it's that actual name is lake conlon but um they called it lake f because no one's been it's it's high fenced 
back in the 60s, 70s, and maybe the early 80s. I mean, it was it was guarded by armed guards. I mean, they what? There's a there's a there's a, deer, there's a fence around the entire 14,000 acres, and there's That's, a road, that, perimeter road, and they used to ride it, and make sure nobody was sneaking in. So it was, but but the so the property was 14,000 acres. The lake is 1,800 acres. 1,800 acre lake. Wow! Can you like, imagine? It's, wow! It's, wow. it's it's That's a big like lake. Florida was 400 years ago. Wow. You know, wow. Cypress, big cypress trees out in the water, you know, um, the moss hanging from them. It's nice. It must be rush, beautiful. Maiden cane. And, I mean, it's just like it was. And it's only what, 30, 20 minutes from Disney. It's hard to believe you're that close to Orlando and Disney. And that, I mean, it's, it's kept the way it was. And it's, it's really nice to work there. I enjoy eating my lunch, <laughs> sitting in the boat, floating <laughs> on the lake, looking at that, but. Yeah, yeah I, that's I've, a big, that's a big one, and then yeah. that's where we got the biggest one ever. The biggest bass I've ever seen is fifteen pounds. How, how wow. big? Fifteen. Fifteen pounds. Wow, wow. All right, so uh, before we let you go, Scotty, just roll, one quick question: You saw the picture of the bass that Kevin caught in his pond, mm-hmm. correct? Oh yeah, he sent me a text. Okay, <laughs> and and we uh, we posted that picture up on our facebook and instagram page and i was actually showing the picture to ed and his son mm-hmm. uh, ben last night in your estimation oh, how gosh. much did that fish weigh i don't know offhand I, I, I put it around seven see i i had yeah, that I, one I, it's, 11 it's, it's, it's 11 12 I, I would i would say close and to pictures 10 are hard because yeah. Yeah. everybody says lopez holds the fish out his arms are straight, and so every fish that Lopez has a picture of, his fish look bigger than the ones I'm holding, <laughs> even though they're, they're sometimes they might be the same fish or they're the same weight. So it's it's really hard. To it, is. it is, it is, so, but uh, but that's the know, biggest one I've ever caught. In my life. Huge, yeah, yeah, huge fish. All right, thank you, I mean, Scotty. Kevin was hold, Kevin was holding it, so if it's eleven, I believe it. Yeah, yeah that's an yeah. awesome fish, man. Yeah, hold, well, all right, brother. Okay, guys, thanks, have a buddy. great week. All right, see you, Scotty. Uh, 904-641-1010 if you'd like to join us this morning. Uh, we come back. We're going to have an LV Hires Inc. Gear Tip of the Week right here on the Nimnick Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Welcome back to the Nimnick Chevrolet Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Time now for the LV Hires Inc. Gear Tip of the Week. Mm-hmm. LV Hires supplies quality fuels and lubricants all across the southeast, and they can help your job site and business. Just go to lvhires.com to learn more. This week's tip comes from Captain Kirk. He has a, a pretty nice selection of knives for laying fish, and it's always nice to be able to have those right there handy in your truck or your vehicle. And you, you've got a little knife-carrying sack. Where did, where did you get this? Well, um... I, I decided that, you know, I needed a kit. I like to have a couple of different knives, a thin knife for filleting, like, trout, and then you got a thicker knife for filleting sheephead. And my wife gave me a really nice uh, Christmas present a couple of years ago that we use as a gear tip, one of those Alaskan knives with the uh, deer horn handle or deer antler handler. And so I decided to just look for a kit that I could put everything in. I like wearing gloves when I fillet fish. So I, I wear those uh, surgical gloves. And then you have your Ziploc bags, and I'll add some stuff to it, like a stone or something in there. An AccuSharp. Nice yeah. sharpener. Yeah, there's another one. I need one yeah. of those. But um, 
went online and found this. Uh, it's called Chef Sack, and they, they have a, a variety of different kinds. I like the little leather one here. It wasn't very expensive. I think I think I paid $60 for it and ordered it and had it within less than a week. Yeah, some of them are leather, and some of them are waxed canvas. Canvas, which is a good one. Which is good because the waxed canvas is pretty durable. It is very durable. The I'm looking at them now. The waxed canvas ones are twenty four ninety nine. Whereas you get up into the canvas and leather one, a little bit higher in, then you're talking, that one one is like $86. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, man, Kate must love you if she got you that one. It's a birthday <laughs> present, so, you know, mm-hmm. what the heck. Well, that's nice, though. I mean, it's a nice nice way to keep the knives organized, whether it be for deer season or exactly. fishing season, whatever. It's got a bunch of different pockets in it. And, and, I, and I see... We've been talking about these knives forever. And yep, that they're the, the, the Dexter knives yep. are the best knives to have for yep. cleaning fish or cleaning deer. They're the white-handled knives, and they're very easy to get a nice sharp edge on. They're the they're the best. You know, I um, used the, the, the Gerber knife, the Gerber fillet knife that mm-hmm. we got. Yes, uh, uh, from Gerber. From from Gerber uh, yesterday for the first time. Yeah. It's fantastic. Nice. Very nice. Good. Very sharp. Yeah, very sharp. Very flexible blade. Yep. Now, this is a Dexter Russell, if you look on this kit, the one there at the top with the rubber insert, mm-hmm. that's one of the new Dexter Russells with the rubber really? rubber into the handle. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I, I ordered like that, that online. So. Okay. All right. That's your LV Hires Inc. gear tip of the week. All right. The, uh, some of the other posts, because I'm looking at this on our Facebook page, some of the posts from uh, prior this week just want to go back a little bit because we talked about Scotty Brown and the pictures with him and, and Steve Lopez. Mm-hmm. We talked about the chicken poop bingo yes. with – is that Darius Clucker? That is Darius Clucker. Darius, Darius Clucker. Clucker was in there, and he ended up dropping a pile of poop right at the numbers 23 and 39. 23 ended up being the winner. That was fun last week. Brad got a turkey. Yep, Brad Smith. Uh, we had a couple Just, birthdays this week. Mr. Ed Malin. Mr. Ed. Had a birthday. Mm-hmm. And uh, so happy birthday to him. He is the uh, owner of Angie Subs. Uh, my buddy Ed had a birthday this week as well. He had one yesterday. He hit the great number of 56. And we had a post up from last night mm-hmm. of uh, the whole group, Schulte, me, Gordon, Ben. Uh, who else was in that picture? Uh, good picture. We had a group picture. Very happy. So it was uh, Schulte, Gordon, Ed, Ben, and me. Mm-hmm. And then also from this week, some other cool pictures. If, if you haven't been on our Facebook page in a couple of days, you got to check out some of these pictures. Dylan had a heck of a day. Yeah, that was. At that Lake was, Norman. Yes, that was, that was a really cool post. You see how pretty those bass yeah. are? Those yeah, are yeah. spotted bass. Yeah, spotted bass. Beautiful. I've caught those in Lake Lanier with uh, Jim McCollum. Those are pretty cool looking bass. They're really neat looking bass. Yeah. yeah. Different than a largemouth bass. Yeah, they are. They got the little dots down the side, the lateral line. A lot of a lot of St- uh, Okay, stupid question. Where yeah. is Lake Norman? Right outside of because where he is at is at Davidson, which is just north of uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay, okay, okay. And and so Lake Norman is just north of Charlotte. Just north, which is also a little bit north of Davidson. Davidson's about 30, 30 minutes north. Okay. And <clears throat> Davidson College has a lake campus on Lake Norman. Lake Norman's 
pretty famous. All the NAS, like a lot of the NASCAR guys, yeah, that live in the Charlotte area. Yes, a lot of those guys have places on the lake there, and then they fish and all that kind of stuff in their free time. But that lake's supposed to be phenomenal. So, wh- what was he throwing to catch catfish? He uh, uh, that one was caught on a jerk shad, like a soft plastic no jerk shad. Yeah. Wow. Oh yeah, yeah. I see it now. Okay. Wow. Yep. So uh, he's doing a little fly rod fishing, and also doing a little bit of. Uh, Spin fishing. Uh, yeah, spin fishing, a little yep. bit of both. So check out our Facebook. That one of the one that was pretty cool. We, we always love the turkeys that are a little bit different because, I mean, most of the time when you get a turkey, it's about saying, you know, he's got about inch spurs right. and he's got yep. about nine or ten inch beard. Right. And then every now and again you find some genetic anomaly Freak. that you go, wow, that's really cool. And sometimes you can see what uh, we've talked about in the past about albino turkeys mm-hmm. that have the white feathers yep. that'd be wild and some birds have two spurs some may not have any spurs mm-hmm. but they're beards. still gobblers and then you have birds that have multiple beers well garrett crosby who is a uh, part of the the hagen ace family he was out turkey hunting and he sent me this picture of a bird that he got he's got five beards five beards five beards that's wild that's have weird you ever, have you ever gotten a turkey with multiple four. beards four four yep i've had one i think with three yeah. but i've never had one with five and yeah. i've heard and seen birds that have like eight or nine yeah. or ten or whatever but uh congratulations to garrick that's a cool bird parker got a bird mm-hmm. and he was kind of letting this bird live because it had a short beard right but it was beard rotten. Did you look at the spurs? Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's a big old bird. Typical Osceola, man. I mean, yeah. big old long yep. spurs on that turkey, and that's awesome. Congratulations to Parker. And then our welcome to the Nimnik family of dealerships outdoor show post today. Mr. Ed Malin was down in the uh, Bahamas this week mm-hmm. and got a great picture of him with uh, with a mahi. And the coloring on that thing, you can tell, just came out of the water. Really, think you'd ever get like a normal expression out of him? Never. No. No, he's a cornball. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's cornball. All right, let's go to the phone lines before we take a break here because the music. I ought to tell you who it is. Say. What in the wide world of sports is going on there today? Morning, Top Gun. Morning, Top Morning, Gun. Jeez. Uh, first of all, happy birthday, Mr. Malin. Uh, must be nice to still be a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyway, uh, I wanted to take this opportunity. I guess y'all forgot. I don't know. But um, I'd like to take this opportunity to wish all the Outdoor Show listeners, their families, um, all the sponsors and their families, Happy Easter. Yeah, Happy right. Easter to you. Happy Which Easter. is tomorrow. I guess y'all forgot. No. He's risen, man. I did not get it. Nope. If it was today, we would have said something, Top Gun. We were getting yeah, there, Top was, Gun. We, we got we got a <laughs> yeah. three-hour show. We can't That's do right. it all in right. the first hour. Yeah. Right. So I wanted to say, did any of y'all make an Easter basket for anybody in your family? Uh, that's a negative. No, I told you, no. No. That's, well, does no. the wife do that or what? That's the wife's job. Um, okay, well, make sure. Easter basket, you know. See, and here's here's my question, okay? Yeah. If Top Gun had an Easter basket, Ooh, boy. okay, or yeah, yep. your dream Easter basket, okay? Because you, you just said that Mr. Ed Metal is still kid, and we're all still kids at mm-hmm. heart. So, Top Gun, if you could have the ultimate Easter basket, what would be in it? 
Carton of cigarettes. Uh, there would be lots of chocolate candy. Okay. I love chocolate. And there would be uh, maybe some cashews in there. Oh, I nice. like cashews. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. some Brazilian nuts. Uh, I like them, too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, some little odds and ends. Maybe a tube of chapstick. Uh, something like that. But the one thing that has to be in there, uh-huh. or it's not an Easter basket, is peeps. You got to uh, peeps. peeps. Yeah, you got to get you. Easter basket. Man, nobody, I don't like them. Oh, I think they're awful. Nobody, I hate them. Nobody likes them. Nobody likes them. <laughs> why do we get them, though? Why do, why do people try to eat them? It's a, it's a staple. It's like, you know, going to dinner it's, it's and there's like, no salt what is it? and pepper. All right, hold on. Well, real real like, quick it, survey. Does anybody here like Peeps? Nope. No. No. Peeps? Nope. 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 Okay, that's, nope. Uh, nope. that's but, officially but, but, just to let everybody minute. know. How much fruitcake have you gotten for Christmas? Oh, use it for a great doorstop. Exactly. Never Nobody eats right. the stuff, but it's, it's a nasty. staple. I mean, yeah. it's, it's... No, you're it's right. It's nasty. they got to be in there. They came out in 1953, been around forever. Uh, you got to have them in there. If you make a basket, you got to put peeps in it, or it's not a basket. Just letting you know, <laughs> and everybody out there. For my now, for my Easter lot, basket making lot, tips, I got a lot to go over here, so okay. you might have to hold me over. I okay. don't know. Okay. Uh, well, well but hold on, anyway. but, but just real quick, peeps. Okay, who makes peeps? Does anybody know? No. Leslie? All I know is they came out in 1953. 1953. Now, now here's the other question that I have. What color peeps would Top Gun have to have? Pink. Yeah. Mm, probably pink. Pink? Or yellow. Or, or yellow. yellow. Yeah. Okay. But right. they make all kind of colors now. They even make them on a stick. You can get four or five of them stuck <laughs> on a stick and stick it in the basket. That's kind of a new thing. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you got to have them, so... Just letting everybody know out there, you know, peeps, peeps. So peeps must peeps. be, uh, I just went to their website. Oh. Okay, all peeps brand candies are proudly made in the USA using globally sourced ingredients. And check out our other great candy brands. Oh, my word. Mike and Ike, Hot Tamales, and Peanut Chews. By the way, yeah. on, on Amazon, I just found Dr. Pepper flavored peeps. Oh. Come on. Nah, I'm not joking if I'm lying, I'm dying. Yeah, they and, come out of Pennsylvania. And, Top Gun, hold, and, hold that thought. We're gonna okay. we're, we're, we're gonna take a break, and uh, right. we're, when when we come back, we'll, we'll we'll be right back with Top Gun right here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show, brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. That should be our theme song right there, Chris. Yeah. After yeah, yours, of I, course. I hate the song that we have. It's terrible. <laughs> Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. And we go back to the phone lines where we bring up Top Gun. And he was in very deep thought earlier talking about Peeps being a must-have in the Easter basket. And I just don't get it. Give me Reese's Cups or like a... Like a Reese's Easter Bunny, but man, don't give me peeps. I used to love those big eggs that had that smooth peanut butter in it. Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah. What about a Cadbury cream egg? You like that? Eh, no, no. Negative. Yeah, it's too That's too rich too for me. Yep. That's too much. No, nope, can't do that. Um, I'm not a candy guy. Mm. I'm just not. I, I never have been. You know but the, I, I do love a cold Reese's. 
No. I love a cold Reese's, no. but, but I will say the one thing that I do like about Easter mm-hmm. is that you get to have the deviled eggs kind of after oh, the, yeah. the Come Easter on egg now. hunt. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love deviled eggs. Right. Love deviled eggs. Now, they don't love me, and people don't yeah, love me soon say, after eating yeah, deviled they eggs. Don't, yeah. yeah, nobody loves you after yeah. you eat deviled eggs. We're getting a little deep with this Top Gun. Yeah, I love deviled eggs, too. Love them. But anyway, back to the basket. Mm-hmm. One interesting thing I did, because I'm that kind of guy. You are. Um, is uh, in the Easter baskets I did, um, I put, just as a conversation piece, the a hollow chocolate bunny made by, it's in a package, made by R.M. Miller Company, because that was the chocolate factory in Philly or wherever it is that blew up. What? So they're probably not. Yeah, it blew up, exploded, killed like five people. Where oh y'all been? Yeah. So anyway, I put one of those in my baskets just as a kind of a conversation piece because they might not be around next year. <laughs> okay. You know. Okay. I mean, that's the kind of guy I am. Yeah, but yeah, anyway, that's totally off the yeah, wall. You're all heart. But anyway, I got a couple of stories, real stories. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, first one is last Sunday I went down to the boat ramp. I think it was around noon, and just to see what was going on. And I parked my truck, and I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden here comes a white pick 'em up truck flying down that aisle to the boat ramp, mm-hmm. pulling a pretty good-sized boat. Guess he was in a hurry to get out or something. And he slung around me and in the to back up to the to the ramp. And in the back of the boat was an eight foot ladder opened up yep. standing up in the back of the boat. Mm-hmm. Well my first thought was, um, why has somebody got a ladder standing up in the back of the boat? I've mm-hmm. never seen that before, mm-hmm. right? My second thought was he must have that thing strapped down or bolted down because the way he slung around me, that thing would have turned over, flipped mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. And my third thought was, why would somebody that religious be fishing on Sunday? I don't get it. I don't get it either. I don't either. I don't either. Well, I thought maybe he was a Latter-day Saint. Oh, man, you booked oh, me right in. Oh. <sighs> so you know what the ladder's for, right? Ow. Do what? Do you know what the ladder's for, correct? Yeah, for the joke. I found out. I found out. But let me tell you this about that. Okay. If I've got to see what kind of fish I'm trying to catch, I'm not interested in standing on a ladder and a six-foot rogue wave comes up, and I'm up on top of that ladder. Yeah. No, thank you. I, 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 honest to goodness, one day I saw a guy with a 15-foot ladder stand. Oh, my God. On the front of, of, of the boat, leaning against the T-top, had it strapped down so he could go up into his ladder stand. Wow. Seen it, too. That's, yeah. that's genius. <laughs> that is yeah. redneck as it gets. <laughs> I was right. going to say. Yeah. Red, 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 yeah. red, dead. All right, so. Yeah. And, and, then, and then the other guy, the other, the other one that I saw, I, I've seen some crazy stuff Kobe fishing. Uh-huh. Okay. Guy in a flats boat. Yeah. Got a rope tied 
to his wheel. Yeah, I saw that too. Okay. Oh my God. Dri- driving with the flats the- boat <laughs> from a ladder. No, he was on the bow. On the oh, dumb guy. But on the bow, on the plane, holding the rope so the so the wheel wouldn't go left or right. Wow, that's <laughs> insanity. It's crazy. You should have gotten a video of throttle. that and sent it to the qualified captain. I should have. You're right. Nobody running the throttle. I mean, that's, no, no, no that's nobody crazy. running the throttle. That is an accident. Wait. Oh, are you kidding me? All right. Well, no, Top anyway. Gun. We we uh, we got to go. If you got another joke, yeah. calls back because uh, well, we, we have... uh, let me end you with this. Okay. Let me end you with this. Uh, this blonde got tired of living out in the country, so she moved to the city mm-hmm. and got a job. And it turned out the lady that hired her was also a blonde. So she has a payday come and decides she's going to go shopping in the city. And she goes in this shop and she looks on this counter and sees this tall bright silver thing sitting on this counter and she walks up to the guy and she says what's that silver thing on that counter over there and he said oh that's called a thermos you've never seen one of those and she said no what does it do and he said well it keeps hot things hot and cold things cold she said well i gotta have that so she buys it she takes it into work the next day, and it's sitting on her desk, and her blonde boss walks over to hand her some paperwork. And she says, what's that on your desk? And she says, uh, oh, it's called a thermos. And her boss says, what does it do? And she said, well, it keeps hot things hot and cold things cold. And her boss says, well, do you have anything in it today? She said, I do. Four cups of coffee and three popsicles. FDS, baby! <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Simple, clean, and good. I, I, love I like that. I love it. Good. All right, uh, let's, uh, let's go to the phone lines now because a uh, friend of the outdoor show, Mr. Bob McNally, who's an esteemed writer who's been around for a long time, written for Outdoor Life, Field and Stream, and uh, saltwater sportsman has written a article recently for a saltwater sportsman that is quite shocking to be honest with you and uh, we welcome him to the show uh, good morning bob hi guys good morning, happy, bob. Easter. happy easter to you too so uh how yeah, you been you been good yeah i'm hopping around getting ready for uh the easter bunny tomorrow mm. Yeah, that's good. Grand, that's grandkids, grandkids, grandkids. Uh, I, I hear right. you. So, uh, so have you had any wild, adventurous trips lately, Bob? Uh, no, there's some in the offing, but uh, nothing recent. Just trying to get this river right so we can catch a few fish. I was going to go this morning, but the tide threw me a curveball. It's upside down, so I'll try to go this afternoon if it doesn't rain. All right. Well, ho- hopefully it doesn't. Um, brought you on the show because uh, there was an article that you had – written in saltwater sportsman you sent us the link and the title of the article is quote florida redfish have a drug problem end quote and in this uh, article that you wrote uh, had some stunning information tell people about it well it uh you probably know as much about it as i do I, i'm just the go-between between the uh, press information that saltwater sportsman sent me from this university study of uh, florida international university and the Bonefish Trust guys, which is, I'm sure you guys know Bonefish Trust, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of guides and some money, and they're chiefly tied up with uh, bonefish and tarpon, but they're interested in clean water everywhere. Anyway, they did a study last year on Florida Bay and found that there were all these chemical, pharmaceutical contaminants in Florida Bay that were in bonefish. 
which of course shocked everybody, but they've done another study with uh, Florida International University and uh, targeting redfish all over the state of Florida, nine different regions, including Jacksonville and St. Augustine. And we got all kinds of pharmaceuticals that are in our redfish bloodstream and flesh. Um, they, they're chiefly concerned with what it can do to the fish themselves. It could change uh, their spawning habits or migration uh, purposes, et cetera. But to go over and above that in the data, they don't really address it in this, in the press information that I got from uh, Bonefish Trust. But I wonder about what happens when you eat redfish. Is I would probably do tonight if I catch one. Um, with what these chemicals do to me, yeah, and exactly. what they've been doing to us right along. And these are pretty. You know, there's ninety-seven uh, percent of the medications were a dozen pharmaceuticals. I'm reading from the story now, which is on Salt or Sportsman Online, and. Um, they're you know they're pretty pretty scary pharmaceuticals. I'm not a, a druggist, but man, there's all kinds of different uh, chemicals that are in this, including opioids. And of course, the question everybody has: Well, how does it get into the into the fish? Well, it gets into the fish through the water, and it's through weight water treat treatment that is not removing these medications. Mm. And the bonefish trust people are calling for you know, radical changes in wastewater treatments. And, uh, of course, uh, 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 sewage systems can be a real problem. And, and uh, uh, the homeowners with, you know, their own septic systems, of course, everybody points to them. And I have one, so I'm kind of in that ballpark. But I wonder about, you know, with all the new construction, all the building we all know is going on everywhere around the state, one would hope that they're not putting in a lot of septic systems, but wastewater treatment facilities that they have a, techniques that can remove these medications from the water before it's discharged back into the aquifer. Huh. So that's kind of where they're coming from here. And it's, it's pretty scary. Yeah. I think this is just the tip of the iceberg and it's probably a lot of other fish besides just redfish. You know, there's probably a sea trout, flounder, sheep's head, and who knows what all. Yeah. So there's no pretty doubt. scary. Yeah. That's uh, yeah, pretty scary. scary. And, um, uh, reading from the article that you wrote, says a dozen pharmaceuticals accounted for over 97% of the medication detected. Uh, harmful effects on fish have been documented for seven of the pharmaceuticals and tramadol, caffeine, dozapil, diclofenac, uh, cetraline, renitidin. I mean, I'm just like some of, yeah. some of the other ones that I can't pronounce. Uh, right. But I'm oh, just, yeah, they're, they're as long as your arm, and but, you know, they don't belong to everything. And they sure don't belong in, in redfish or you or I. So, right. You know, what do we do? Um, I was down and deep in the, in the story and the press stuff that I got. I didn't, This was done by, uh, there's a university professor who's in charge of this. So I think you know, Jennifer Rahaj, I believe her name is pronounced, from FIU. And uh, she was the, the head person on this. I've not spoken to her. She'd be a great one to speak to. And... Uh, you know, she she alludes that there was, or Bumpus Trust alludes that there's a way to remove um, these these medications from the water source, but it has it's new, kind of new technology. It's being done in you know European research, and it has to do with uh, some sort of an ozone treatment to the water, which to me is ozone. I guess sounds like airing it out somehow. Right. But it doesn't sound like it's a great big 
deal to get this out of the water source that should be certainly implemented if we can and wherever we can. Yeah, yeah, definitely somebody if, if you know, what we're what they're finding is uh is a what we're seeing the results are true to be then and if this ozone treatment can handle it and yeah, it would be kind of crazy not to do it. I mean, that's obviously it, it costs money, that's but uh, that that's uh what they're finding. That's that's like well, especially really? for 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 um new water treatment plants that are hopefully are being implemented with all the growth that we're seeing. Yeah. Um, they've got to do something to water treatment with all the influx of people that we have. So presumably if they're going to build new treatment plants, they would incorporate this, or at least look at this ozone methodology to get the medications out of the, out of the uh, wastewater system. Well, and that you... seems to be where it's coming from. It's coming from, you know, people who are, are taking these medications and then it gets into the septic system and, and then ultimately into the water source. Yeah, flushing so it down the toilet or whatever, you know. Well, and that's what I thought of too, but that's not really what they address. Although if you did flush it down the toilet, it certainly would be, you know, into that water source treatment thing too. So however it's getting in there, it seems to be a way that they could address it. And I think they should. I sure don't want to be, you know, taking opioid. Every time you eat a redfish, worry about getting opioid. Yeah. 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 So, well, I think that the, when we looked at the bonefish study, she had talked about the fact that a lot of that's induced into humans, that normally a lot of different people are on, you know, whether it's cardiovascular issues or whatever they may be, or taking pharmaceuticals, and they're ingesting them, and that's how it's getting into the waste treatment systems via the humans. And it's just, it's very alarming to think, is there any possible transference to maybe even drinking water. I mean, I, I hate to say that, but well, that's that's yeah. kind of where we're going with this. Right. That's that's the that's the water that's being discharged into the uh, river and water, you know, marshes, et cetera. And how redfish got there? I mean, redfish didn't swim up to the water treatment plant and go inside. I mean, they they're right. out after that water has been released and in, back into the the water system. So it's supposed to be cleaned water, which I, I'm sure that it is by state law. But these removing these medications from um, the the water that's discharged as clean is not addressed, and it's it's a, like a loophole in the in the water treatment uh, scenario. So I think that's where this is going, and, and it certainly looks like it's an eye opener for a lot of people. Wow. Well, Bob, we yeah, appreciate you, you taking the time, and and uh, just you know, I always like to kind of pick your brain because you're you, you got a pretty good. I think pulse on where the outdoors is and and what the, the big stories seem to be in the outdoors. In the outdoors right now, what what's the big stories? I mean, besides this gobble, information, gobble 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 gobble. Yeah, <laughs> have you had any luck? <laughs> no, um, actually, I could have gone this weekend. I had a good friend wanted me to go with and hunt with him. I said, "Man, it's it's Easter. I'm hunting rabbits. You know, <laughs> I can't be hunting turkeys." <laughs> But no, we'll chase them down. I go to Missouri next week and and some other place. Got a friend of mine in Massachusetts wants me to go up there. It's a long way to go for a turkey, but he's a good guy. So, man, so Miss- we'll, we'll put some things together. Travel yeah. this summer and go out west. And Missouri out is heaven. Oh yeah, yeah. Missouri is it's a that's a superior outdoor state. It, it that's really another is. Whole it absolutely you, is. You, is there a quick aside? You know, one of the reasons why you know you say, well, why is Missouri such a great state? They have a, a uh, I think it's a one or it's a fractional of a percent of their sales tax money 
Every time you buy a, you know, buy a pack of gum, sales tax money goes to the state fish and game department in the state of Missouri. They have, they are so loaded with money in the, in fish and game. And you tell that to anybody around other states about how loaded they are with money and they just drool because they don't have that kind of, of, of money to spend on state fish, wildlife habitat, um, public lands to hunt, et cetera. That's one reason Missouri is such a great state. Uh, it, it's and it's uh, the terrain in Missouri is, is and beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. It is until it gets to be August, and then there's no wind and it's hot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's just, just such a short. You know, here's the thing, Bob. We complain about the heat, or you know, complain about the heat in Missouri in August or whatever. But Bob, we live that for three, four months. Yeah. Come on. Well, that's true, and then you can always go float some of those great smallmouth and trout rivers there, which is. There's some really wonderful fishing there in the summer. So and when you get when you get hot, you just jump in the river and swim mm-hmm. around a while and climb back in. That's true. All right. Well, hey, uh, have a great trip to Missouri and and also Massachusetts if you end up heading up that okay. way. And uh, and we appreciate you taking the time. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Bob. All right. Take care, guys. Thank Stay you, Bob. Man. Mr. Bob McNally, uh, outdoor writer, uh, has written many many great articles, and that article is definitely whew, uh, interesting. All right, let's take a break, and we come back. We'll talk to you, 904-641-1010, right here on the Nimnick Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by DuckDuckRooter. If you're in the market for a Cadillac, there's only one place to go, and that's Claude Nolan Cadillac. And uh, if you're in the market for a pre-owned vehicle, I saw when we went by there this morning, I saw up front and center, they got a Jeep. Um, pre-owned jeep and they're looking really mm. pretty look white so I, I need to i need to look that up but um, yeah good folks and they're located on Southside boulevard just north of jtb and welcome back to the nimnik chevrolet outdoor show brought to you by duck duck rooter we had a little gathering last night for for edzo's birthday cel- celebration yesterday was actually his birthday and so we gathered at gordon's house and uh, i see pictures yeah so so it was awesome gordon ended up cooking two things he did what is called hog wings mm-hmm. or pig wings, and for those that have never had it, this he slow cooks these things, smokes them, and uh, I had to go to Wikipedia to to get a accurate description of what it is. And it says here it says uh, pig wings are a pork product made from the fibula of a pig's shank, a single bone surrounded by lean tender meat. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it looks like a chicken wing kind of, but it actually has more meat around it. And so you grab it and you eat it just like you would a a chicken wing or chicken uh, drumstick, and so good. We had a we had a tremendous amount of food, and it was all good. We in fact posted a picture on I, the I, outdoor show I'm, I'm, Facebook I'm, page so, so last I, night. I have a um, observation. Okay. Okay. Because because I have an the, observation the, from the picture. Yeah, from the picture. Okay. okay so so I'm. I'm it's, it's just right, kind of stuck out to up. me, right? Pull it up. up. Okay, so my buddy Schulte, uh-huh. right, has like some camo, hey dudes. I think those are Olakai shoes. Olakai's? Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, well, I've, I got, mean, kinda, I've got hey dudes on, yeah, but yeah, I think yeah, yeah. And Ed's, but, Ed's got but hey and, and the reason that, that, I'm, that I'm noticing this is because my wife, right? Yeah. When I'm wearing, uh, because mine are Skechers, they, they're the same Skeechers. Skeechers, yeah, yeah. Skeechers. Okay, yeah, Skeechers. Yeah. If I, she won't let me wear socks with them when I'm wearing shorts because she said I look like an old man. 
Hey, uh, let me, let me back in my okay. day, I wore socks with my <laughs> skeeters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He does so, have socks on. He's got black socks on. You know, I mean, so I'm just. That's an old, that is an old man look. It's an old man look. Yeah. I'm not, Sounds I love like you, he's James, very comfortable, yeah, though, to me. It looks very comfortable to very me, too. Com- very comfortable. And, 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 and when you get older, you want to be more comfortable. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Hold on. Yeah. Let's see what everybody else is wearing. Gordon's got his boots on. Of imagine course. that. Yeah. I got my Hey Dudes on. Ed's got Hey Dudes on. No socks for right. me or Ed. Well, now. Ben. I don't know what the hell that is. Ed's son's got, uh, he's got socks on and looks like he's got the 80-year-old 80, 80 man slip-ons. Yeah, slip-ons. Okay, what yeah. you, uh, I know what that is. That's the baseball look, oh. right? Uh-huh. Okay, you know, you wear those. But, uh, but yeah, James totally has the old man look with the uh, socks on now that you mentioned and, that. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's very comfortable. He said his feet sweat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I get that. Okay, because I did ask, right? I, I asked Jeff, and I asked Ed, right? Don't your feet sweat and, and get the, and they're like, yeah, sure. They're, 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 and I'm like, then well, you wash the shoe. That's right. That's that's what's but, so great but, about hate. But, it. but it's it's you got to take that shoe off and walk inside somewhere. My wife wouldn't uh, let him in the house. Exactly. That's oh. that's my point. They would yeah. take yeah. keep him out by the garage. Yeah. Anyway, it's that's that's good stuff. That is a, that is an old, I, old man look. Yep. Hey, yep. So you know, he's comfortable we, in his let's own. Go, let's go. Let's go talk to Bill this morning. All right, uh, let's do that. Morning, Bill. I say hello. Good, good morning, morning, Bill. morning, Bill. Good morning. Well, about the socks, real quick. When you get up, hopefully you get old enough where they, everybody can gripe about what you wear. <laughs> That's right. There you go, brother. <laughs> just, be, exactly. just be damn glad you're healthy enough to be able to go fishing and do what you need to do and sitting in a damn wheelchair. Yeah, it's it's kind of like there's a lot of people are telling me that I need to get a haircut, right, Bill? And most of yeah. them that, that are telling me that have got no hair. Bald. <laughs> yeah, they they go to the beauty shop to get a haircut or their nails done or whatever. <laughs> anyway, they. Thankfully, Mr. McNally is staying on top, even as he's getting older, on all this stuff. But have you ever thought about why those chemicals, There, somebody finally had the initiative to look into this? It all has to do, in my opinion, which I'm no scientist, I'm just a dumbass country boy, but I guarantee you that when they started building all these uh, retention ponds mm-hmm. and changing the flow of the river. Now, if you think back where Gilmore Flats, well, they call it Mill Cove now. Yep. But when they put that point through there so those big ships can get through there, we used to catch tarpon, right. snook, everything mm-hmm. in Mill Cove. Yes. But it all changed. Ecosystem changed entirely. Well, you go over the waterway by my house at high at low water. The only thing you see where water is is a little bitty thing that's width of the foot of a kicker or whatever you call them now, outboard motor, where people have gotten out of there that didn't have sense enough to get out of there before the tide was getting too low. But it's all a mud flat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what happens when you can't flush the nursery ground out? Mm-hmm. There is no nursery ground now. Yeah. 
it's all gone. And it'll never, ever be brought back in any of our lifetime. Right. No. So, uh, they talk about progress. It, it just, you know, you either adapt to what they're doing or you're lost. And it, it's just unreal. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, Things have changed a lot in the last 20, 30 there's, years. There's no question. And uh, just just for example, Bill, um, we, we, when you talk about the ecosystems, when, whenever I used to do a lot of inshore fishing, um, and, and this isn't that, that long ago, you know, 15, 17 years, is that, Jeff, we would start catching a lot of what we call mouse reds, not even rat reds, little tiny reds, okay. five, six inches. Mm-hmm. And you start catching them in, in July, and they're, they're coming out of the ecosystem, just like what, what Bill's talking about now. Mm-hmm. We, don't, we don't see much of that anymore. You know? I mean, it's, 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 it's spooky that, you know, we, you would go to a place where you couldn't fish because there would be so many of them, and they're ferocious. Now, I, st- I still see or saw them in the river, in the St. John's River. Like, I would throw cast net off yeah. of the dock. For right. years and throwing on mullet and catch those little reds like yeah. you're talking about. And that's, you know. So well, I'm, think about spots. You know, going back 30, 40 years ago, you could go out and target spots like you could croakers, you know, and you can't do that anymore. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, well, the biggest thing is a friend of mine wanted me to take him fishing. I said, okay. I hadn't been and I don't know when. I said, well, let's go to Little Jetties. Guess what? There ain't no uh, <laughs> I, left, I left the boat ramp and headed west, and I didn't know where the hell I was at. <laughs> yep. They ain't there no more, that's for sure. <laughs> a little different. Nothing. Yep. Nothing. Yep. Who put that bridge there, right? Yeah. The Wonderwood? Yeah. Yeah. Well, hold on. I used to, I used to get in my truck. I don't know whether y'all remember this or not. You probably... I know Kevin probably does. I used to drive a four-wheel drive International Scout. I had the first one in Jacksonville in 1961. And I used to drive around. I had my fishing rods in the roof of that. I made a carrier thing in the roof of that International Scout. I would drive around all these back places, back creeks and everything, Isle of Palms, San Pablo, Mm -hmm. all over the place. If I wanted to have a trout for supper or a snook or whatever, I would go there when the tide was right and say, okay, we're going to have this for supper. And I could actually say that I was going to catch most of the time either a trout, a redfish, or a snook or whatever Mm -hmm. and bring home and have supper for for my kids and my family. Yep. None of those places are there now. There's a house <laughs> setting on the marsh where those places were. They are filled in. They are. They, they absolutely are. Bill, we got to take a break. It's good talking to you. You too. God bless you guys. Yes, sir. All right, Bill. Talk Thank you, Bill. Bill. By the way, I just pulled up a picture because I, I had a the International Scout. Mine was, I think, a 1978. Mm-hmm. Bill had a 1961 <laughs> International Scout. Those things are awesome looking. The yes. 1961s. Now you talk about a classic car. Yeah. Wow, that's cool looking. All right, let's take a break. We come back. We'll uh, have a Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show, presented by Duck Duck Rooter.
Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. It's time now for the Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week. Ring Power in a cat rental store has the most dependable youngest fleet in the industry, and they can help your job site business and in every category. When I say every category, they have a wide range of equipment to choose from. Quick question for you. Yes. What did you think about the engine yesterday? Love the engine. Cr- crazy cool. And when the, what Kevin is talking yep. about is... Is it? It's ring power. It, it's Cox. It's Cox. Cox. Engines, right. But ring power is a rep. Ring yep. power is a rep. Yep. And is this kind of like a? Um, is this also a caterpillar thing? Um, no, I think it's more to do with um, um, the the Randy Ringhaver. Okay. You know. So the, so, no, so, so so yeah. Kevin has a Cox, which a Cox outboard, which is a diesel outboard. Right. And this thing is strong. Yeah, it's it, uh, it's, it's effortless. It's it, uh, it's it's amazing. That's got to be weird going to the gas station and it buying is. diesel. It still is. It's 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 t- it's it's weird putting diesel in 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 your boat. Did you ever find yeah. out if you could put off road diesel in that? I, I have not. I have not. I'm sure I can though. Like a, yeah. like shrimp boat. What does he buy? I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah, I couldn't tell. I can you. I, right? I, I I can find out for sure. Or or call LV Hires and get a 200-gallon tank Yeah, put put in the backyard. Save you money. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, the the trip that we were on yesterday was pretty cool. And the Ring Power, when I say Ring Power has a wide range of equipment, soon they're going to have Cox diesel outboards. Yep, yep. yep. Mm -hmm. And and I know we need to talk about Atlantic Coast Marine, but um, for your local dealership um, in St. Augustine, Whalen Bay is the provider of the Cox outboard engine. Gotcha. Yep. And in a couple Saturdays, can't wait, we're going to be live at Atlantic Coast Marine with mm-hmm. Rick Cannon and the folks over there. Yeah. And, and that's uh, one of my favorite seconds. places because that's the, the home of la- the Pathfinder dealership here in Jacksonville. Last year, when he did the, the live remote from there, he didn't hold back in. Dude, it was so – the food was unbelievable. Yeah, he's going to have the same thing. I, mean, I think he gave away a trolling motor last year. He gave away all kinds of stuff. Yeah, they're so, going to do the same thing. I really? Think. Yeah. yeah. They have some raffles and giveaways and going to have a barbecue and it, it ought to be quite the event. Looking forward to that. Yeah, that'll be Another fun. open house. Yep. And then and then just because like you talked about last week, Jeff, we've been doing a lot more um, remotes. Uh, May 6th, just kind of put that on your calendar too, we'll be at Whalen Bay. Okay. Okay. All right, so we got uh, Atlantic Coast Marine yep. coming up in two weeks, mm-hmm. and that's your home of Everglades, Maverick, Pathfinder, Hughes, Cobia, Yamaha, and Cast and Blast boats. And uh, looking forward to that, Mr. Brett Cannon, and he will feed us well. Mm, always. Now, I can tell you, though, it's kind of hard to beat what we got last week. I, You know, we had a little group text, and Mr. Frank Walmeyer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Frank went over above yes, and beyond. He, did. he said, uh, what do you guys need for the remote coming up? <laughs> and, and you jokingly I, I said look, we would we would need and I was hoping that the very beginning parts of my text would let him know that we were joking. I mm-hmm. said, Well we would need a masseuse. Mm-hmm. We would need lazy boy seating to do the show. We would need a catered breakfast. Mm-hmm. We would need cold filtered water. We would need Himalayan Mountain Coffee. Yes. Which there's no such thing. <laughs> right. So he actually called Ben Martin. He called well, Ben Martin yeah. at the local coffee company yeah, and said, Hey, Martin you got coffee. Himalayan Mountain Coffee? <laughs> he's like he's like Frank. 
He's pulling one over on you. There's no such such thing. (laughs) (laughs) But I will say, Frank, he had everything else. Standard feed and seed. He had three lazy boys for us to sit in. He had filtered water. He had wasn't cold. It was bottled water. Right, right, right. He had a masseuse. He, He had coffee. Yep. He had a masseuse on staff. Yep. Well, she said she was a masseuse. And a bartender. And she said she was bartender for later in the day. <laughs> she had the shirt. <laughs> she had the shirt. And and we had we had a breakfast that was off the charts good. So good. I you know, he um he made a plate for me to take home to carry. Yeah. And and um I had some things to do. I, I came by here to give Chris's check. Anyway, I got home a little later than normal. And she was waiting on that biscuits mm-hmm. and gravy. She's like, oh, my God, this is so good. He and did it was, too. Biscuits and gravy, eggs, and then he had a couple sausage yep. patties on a- the plate. Azars. They Azars were from Azars. Which is the best. Oh. Which, which the Azars also was in the in the sausage yeah. gravy. Yeah, they do a, that processing downtown. That's where we take all our hogs and our deer to. That was that – was, That guy can do it down there. And just a big thank you to Frank yeah. and the folks at Standard Feed and Seed because uh, yeah. what a – what an awesome time we had last it week. It was great watching and, the mice run around. And they took care, great care of us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what's the name of the Mr. Oh. From the, the Green Mile? Bojangles? Oh, no, no, no. Mr. Jingles. Mr. Mr. Bo- Jing- Mr. Jingles. Mr. Jingles. Mr. Jingles. Mr. Jingles. Bojangles. Jingles, yeah. No, Mr. Jingles. Had a few Jingles members running yeah. around. Yeah. It's, it's a standard it's a feed, feed store. Seed. Yeah. 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 That's what happens. All right, let's go to the phone lines and let's talk to Chan this morning. He's calling us from North Carolina. Good morning, Chan. Hey, good morning, guys. Morning, buddy. Okay. Yeah, you're great. You sound hey, good great. Morning. Yeah, good. Uh, Jeff, I actually had a 1962 International Scout pickup truck. Nice. Uh, it, it was the Scout with just a little pickup cab on it. It was a uh, three-speed on the floor. Top speed was probably 40, maybe 45 miles an hour. Oh yeah. And and first gear, you could get out, just walk along beside it. It was like a tractor. Yep. But that 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 thing would almost climb trees. Uh, Billy goat. You, yeah, you just about couldn't get it stuck. But anyway, uh, on a different note, Chris, I, I'm sure your rookie contract has expired. But as soon as this contract expires, you know you need to uh, renegotiate because you have become an integral part of this show. Um, you bring to it a. Uh, well, he was on the phone. Hey, 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 so hey, hey, he, he was Chris, on the phone. You're, you're, so you're getting a serious compliment here. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I don't know so, what, what. Okay, let's what, run it back. What, run where it back. did the money come from that you sent to Chan? That's all. Oh. I, that's all I gotta say. <laughs> Chris, I was saying uh, when when your contract's up, you need to uh, you need to get one of those NFL type uh, agents and renegotiate because you uh, you become an integral part of this show. You. Uh, you bring a uh, subdivision boy point of view to it, uh, along with some intelligence and humor that, uh, that it was missing before. So, anyway. I, I can't argue with you. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm the point of view of, of the person who doesn't know anything. Thank, so thank you. Yeah, I'm the ignorant yeah. guy. Yeah, but your quick wit makes up for it. So, um, guys, I have, I have done the ladder, I have done the ladder thing in the boat. You know, being a redneck from Alabama, you know, stood a ladder up in the, uh-huh. in the boat to see Tobia. Yep. Uh, and yes, it's dangerous. Uh, but you know, when you're 20 something years old, you're bulletproof. And Absolutely. If falls over and you fall in, you just climb back in the boat. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I wanted, to, I wanted to talk about Scotty's point. I've, I've experienced the issue with the bass in two different lakes. My cousin owned a 12 acre lake that we would catch big bass in. And all of a sudden 
it got to where we were just catching little dinks, you know, little 12, 13, 14 inches. And he brought in a biologist, and they did all the biology stuff. And uh, it probably took four or five years, and we started catching big bass again. And then down in Orange Orangedale, I've got a buddy that's got about a four-acre lake, and we used to catch a lot of big bass. Matter of fact, a little girl caught an 11-pounder out of there. And uh, then it started nothing but little dinks, and it turned out it was otters were killing oh, all of his uh, big bass. Scares me. And, and, and he's had biologists on that lake for years. He hunted around and found these little devices that are uh, solar-powered, a little black box, and it's got a little flashing red beeping light that, that flashes at nighttime, you know, once it gets dark. And it's designed to scare away coons and stuff, and it, and it sounds like, you know, it's probably a scam, but he put those little things all around that lake, and I tell you what, the, the auditors disappeared, and, uh, and sure enough, three or four years later, you know, we went back to catching mm. big bass again. Okay, so, uh, so, so what is that product? I, I, I would be curious. Yeah, I wish I knew, Kevin. Okay, uh, all right, I'll look I'll, it up. I'll get with Paul and find out. Um, I don't remember the name of it now, but it's a little little tiny black box. It's maybe four inches tall and three inches across, and uh, he put them on a little post all around the lake, and uh, uh, it worked like a charm. Okay. I mean, the, the otter disappeared. So. Mm. Anyway, good show, guys. Thanks, buddy. Oh, it's 41 degrees up here, by the way. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> Very <laughs> nice. Oh, hey, Chan. Uh, uh, Brad scored his first turkey out of the turkey chair. Oh, yeah? Yep. yep. So that turkey chair is humming, man. <laughs> I'm planning on going next week down uh, on the North Carolina coast, uh, hopefully next weekend after next. And uh, trust me, I'll have my turkey chair with me. There you go. Good stuff. Thanks, right, thanks, Jen. Yeah, guys. Yeah, because the otters are a problem. Yeah, they can. They'll you clean know, out a lake. Yep. I don't know how many pounds of uh, – Fish that they can eat of the relative their body weight per day, but it's something. It's something crazy, crazy. like 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 three times their body weight or something. Yeah, yeah I, I've, I've I've seen that, and and I have, I have um, cameras on the slides. Mm-hmm. You know, because my dam is really big. I mean, it's and uh, they they basically use the, the the same slide every time, and uh, I haven't I since since we've been there more. I haven't seen, I haven't had any pictures of the otters. Right. But I've got pictures of beavers. Oh. You know, but why, Jeff, why would a beaver just go into a pond? Well, they're going to make, they're going to make a den. They will absolutely make all kinds of problems for your pond. So drop some trees too. Where, where your uh, spillway is, they're going to try to find a way to try to block that up. You can't because it's cement. I mean, there's they can't. They, 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 there's no way that they can get to that. Okay. You know, I'm just saying. Why? You know, why would a beaver go into an open pond? You know, I get it. Why they do it all the time? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I, I mean, mean do, are, are they maybe feeding on you know dead trees? You know, underneath the water or something? I no. don't know. No, they don't eat dead trees. Their litter is expanding. They're probably moving. Yeah, moving. Spreading out. Yeah. I, I do. I know that you. If you, when you drive around the rural parts of Georgia, you'll mm-hmm. see that a lot of ponds have beaver dams built where there's some type of overflow for the pond. Right. And they have the literally. I mean, they they'll make anywhere home as long as they can get stuff to eat and a place to live and a and a home to build. Yeah, I mean, 
it, they're, they're, again, they're coming out of the two lower ponds, and, and, and they go up the dam, obviously. Yeah. But And they're only in there, you know, one night a week or so, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, they're not. They're, they don't. They don't live in there. And they're, they never have those a day, never are, have a daytime picture. Those things are so destructive. Oh, I they know are. they are. I mean, I have to. They'll, go, they'll be yeah. their first light. Yeah, they get in those trees over there. They'll start cutting them too. Oh, I, yeah. And they, they wear them out. Yeah, they they wear them out. I mean, I, I, I could actually use him to cut down some of them around my dam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it might happen. Yeah, I but I, I haven't seen the otters lately. I haven't. You know, I I, I had when 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 the creeks were were really flooded. Did you ever get a gator in your pond? Yes. Okay. Yes, I, I I have had a gator in my pond. Okay. Yep. And uh, you know, years, like, years ago, I was wondering where do they come from. No, I, I, I'm with you because uh, it was so funny that we were unloading the truck, and I looked underneath the dock, and I'm like, that that looks like an alligator. And I've never had alligators in my pond. And and, and I told Carrie, says that's an alligator. She says, no, I don't think so. And I started walking down. I got halfway down and went bloop underneath the water, and I went. Mm-hmm. Wonder where he came from, where mm-hmm. he went. I don't know, but he, he, yeah, that's that's the only. And he wasn't. A, he was four feet or so, you know. So he wasn't really a threat to fancy. I don't think. All right. Um, when uh, when we go to break, I'm gonna run to my truck because I did. You guys see the recent article that was in? I think it was like the Beaches Leader or something. And Kirk, I know you read that newspaper every now and again. Mm-hmm. To where they have this new automated kind of machine that's cleaning up our beaches. Have you guys seen that thing? Absolutely not. All right. Well, you know how we we all have a major, major beef with how people just throw stuff out. Oh, yeah. Out of cars. Yes. Leave trash behind mm. in, uh, from, yes. uh, on the beach, on yeah. parks. I mean, it's, uh, they don't police themselves. I don't understand how it's that hard. To find a trash can to put trash in. Some folks yeah. don't want trash in their cars and trucks and boats, and they just throw them out the window. They, you know, what is what is wrong with people? I, I, uh, I mean, how many times have you put something in your pocket because you just don't want it? You, you're not going to throw it on the ground all the time. All the time. Yeah. I mean, I get that okay, in the boat all the time. Listen, I get people in the boat and they eat a pack of crackers. They go, "What do I do with the trash?" I go, "You got pockets." Yes, and, and, and every put it in your pocket. every day I come home, I have my plastic in my Pocket in my yes. pocket from yes. from my crackers. My pack of crackers that I ate yesterday yes. on your boat yes, you in put my them pocket. In your pocket. Yeah. yeah, you don't choke them. I just, I mean, it just irritates me to no end. And <laughs> and 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 in the in this article, and here here's the other thing: when we were on the way driving to Gordon's yesterday, there was this amazing, wonderful lady that was walking along Michler Road. And she had a reflective vest on, bright colored vest, and she had trash bag, and she was walking, cleaning up all the trash mm. that these sorry people are throwing out the windows of their cars. Right? Like, what are you? What is wrong with people? <laughs> it's lazy. And then there's another guy that I've seen do this all the time, and I do that. I've got a pick stick yep. in my truck. Yep. I'll get out and I'll pick up trash. And I got trash bags in my truck, and I got a pick stick in my truck, and I'll go around and I'll pick stuff up. You're getting old. I mean, I, I'm not getting old. I mean, I, here's I the know. problem. Socks are what next. Is, what is wrong with people? <laughs> like, what are we doing? It's just so frustrating. But anyway, to, but, but as part of this article, they mention a guy that I've seen multiple times, and he's got a nickname, and it's called Bucket Bob. And I want to get this guy on the show mm-hmm. because I see this guy constantly walking up and down the roads on A1A picking up trash. He's a bucket. 
and with a bucket. Yeah. And God bless them. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And and here's the thing. People drive by and see him and they'll throw something out the window. You're like, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we got a neighbor around. You gotta keep the guy yeah, a job. It's all I can do to not say a bad word on this radio show uh, right no, now no. to call these people what they ought to be called. We got a neighbor around well, the corner. Go ahead, I got a dump just, button. <laughs> he must he 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 he's always throwing little bottles of fireball on the side of the road. The little plastic bottles. Yeah. So I guess he goes to the racetrack or whatever and you can buy them. Yeah. And he'll hit his couple little nips, and he's got a little vodka nip, and, and I swear he throws it in the same spot. Fireball, little vodka bottles. And you know uh, who it is? I have no idea. But if I catch him, he's going to get a You got to get like a camera. I'm going to put a game you're, camera you're over gonna, there. You're going to go Scott Get a him. camera up. I'm going to put a game camera <laughs> over there. I'm going to go Scott Lagerman on him. <laughs> Old man style, white uh, socks and everything. <laughs> all right. Let's take socks a break. On. White socks. Now, I'll go get some white socks. Yeah, okay. you're going to wear your socks with your slip yeah, on like get Schulte. Some white ones. Get some white ones. White socks? White yeah. ones. I got something for you, buddy. <laughs> I think Schulte thought he was styling because he had black socks with, with the camo slip on. I everybody. Yeah. Styling. All right, let's take a break. Okay. I'm going to go get this article because it's, a, it's an interesting device that is actually going to be on display pretty soon, and people can go and, and check it out. But most importantly, I want people to realize, stop putting your trash out. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's take a break. 904-641-1010 if you'd like to join us here this morning on the Nimbic Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Great song. Oh, Chris, that bass line is park, sweet. Buddy. It is. Yep. It is one of the one of the best. All right, so I, I went and got the the newspaper out of my truck. It wasn't the Beach's Leader. It was Ponte Vedra Newsline. Okay. And the title reads this. It says, "Sifting the Sand." Bebot is ready to clean below the surface. So the Keep St. Johns County Beautiful. I'm reading some of the article here. Keep mm-hmm. St. Johns County Beautiful is on a mission to not only keep local beaches clean, but to also educate others to want to do the same. And uh, to that end, and in honor of Earth Day this month, three locations in St. John's County, Michaelers Beach, Volano Beach, and Crescent Beach, will host a demo of Bebot. This is a sand-sifting, microplastic-grabbing robot. Bebot sifts through the very surface layer of sand, no more than two inches deep, collects debris that includes uh that sometimes go unnoticed like cigarette butts bottle caps uh, i hate cigarette food wrappers uh, me too that's nasty why, why do people think that that's okay to throw out nah, they're not a, biodegradable they're not it's no. a nasty habit straws uh, other plastic fragments and ginger baker keeps st john's county beautiful executive director says the beaches might look clean but once you get below the top level there are microplastics underneath we want to use this demo to promote litter prevention, reduce marine debris, and understore sustainability. Basically, we all need to clean up after ourselves. Amen to that. Yeah, yeah just police your own garbage, man. This bebot can clean up to 32,000 <laughs> square feet of beach in an hour, which is roughly the size of seven basketball courts. It's about the size of a small golf cart. It runs on a mix of solar and battery power, operates silently. It's manufactured by Parola... Paralu Marine, P-O-R-A-L-U, which is a world leader of the design and construction of aluminum marinas and is part of the Serial Cleaners brand. This thing is valued at $68,000 and has a trained staff that uses a remote control. 
Mm. So, so you don't run over bathers. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> but there's going to be a demo, which is going to be Thursday, April 20th, from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. at Michler's Beach. Okay. And then I'm sure that there are going to be some other ones because they said that they're going to have... Uh, do they have a picture of it? Yeah, they do. And it's... Uh, it looks like a kind of a moon uh, okay, yeah. device. It's got a tracked system, like rubber tracks. Mm-hmm. And so, it's, like they said, it's roughly the size of a golf cart. It's operated by remote control. And, uh, you know, the, the, first of all, it's, it's great that we're doing that. Yep. Yeah. But what's also, which burns my shorts, is that we have to do this. Yes, exactly. And I people know. have no idea... Of what they're doing. I mean, if you go to the beach, pick up after yourself, for God's sakes. <laughs> I'm with you, I Jeff. Mean, I hate God going down almighty. to my beach and seeing all that trash from people going out there. It's no different than when you go to the boat ramp. Yeah. Right? When you go to the oh, boat ramp. Don't even get me started. I'm, Those guys down there clean right. their fish that walk down there from the cleaning tables and just sling them into the water at high tide. What do you think is going to happen to those fish? Right. Tide goes out. They're laying there. And after being in the sun for forty eight hours, guess how they smell? And, and and here's the other one. This this one I hate that. Don't throw your dead bait in the trash cans. Oh no. You throw know, it in the water. That smells the awesome. Right there. Let the crabs eat it. I, yeah, I mean <laughs> seriously. If you've got if you've got an extra bag, you know, if you have to buy dead shrimp and in a ziploc and you get through the end of the day, don't just choke them in a trash can. No. Just, just walk it, it takes two minutes to walk down to the bulkhead. Dump them in. Let the crabs let have the crabs them. have them or whatever. You know, yeah, take your dead fish. fish carcasses and dump them in the river. Don't oh, there's throw a, them in there's the There's an old saying: leave it better than when you That's found right. it. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. You know, leave no sign. Right. Goodness you gracious. Know? That's one thing at the camp. I've got a sign right on the on the kitchen <laughs> counter right there, and on the front door, and it says, "Leave no sign." Mm-hmm. I don't want to find a water bottle off somebody's four wheeler laying on the side of the road <laughs> at the camp. Stop the four wheeler. Go back there and pick the Sorry. bottle up. Pick up your trash, man. <laughs> I don't want to see anybody's trash. I don't get it. Well, you're either. throwing all kinds of attitude over there. Yeah, I know, man. He's, he's, he's mad see no about trash. Yeah. I'll never forget. I hate that. I was driving down. I was coming back from Georgia one day. And, you know, you see roadside trash, and you're like, where does all this trash come from? Mm-hmm. And then I saw this trucker, and I'm not trying to single out truckers. I'm just saying this happened to be what I saw, guy, the trucker. Rolls his window down, has a fast food bag, and literally chunks it out the window uh-huh. right in, da- in downtown Hazelhurst. Right. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> really? Right. Yeah. Out of sight, out of mind. That ain't cool. <laughs> well, they want the inside of the cab to look clean. Yeah. The inside of their truck to look nice. Mm-hmm. But they don't care about what they're doing. That's or their vehicle. Right. I mean, I mean, that's not right. Is it really that hard to wait the next time you got to get fuel, okay, or the next time you got to stop and take a pee break, right? Okay, to pick that bag up, okay, in your cup, and then walk it over to the trash can. It's that hard, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's a tough thing to do, man. <laughs> well, you're you're making it sound complicated, man. Yeah, that's right. Same thing with people driving down the road. You can't that's wait until the next time you got to stop your vehicle and get out. Yeah, that's you can hard. To a man. trash can, that's tough to do. Yeah, I'd, so I'd much time. rather just throw I mean, something I'll be running in the ocean. So easy just to pull up to the red light and throw it out. Hello, what you <laughs> I know, about, right? right? Yeah, I mean, right? I'll be running in that ocean. Have you ever stopped at a red light? Sorry, Kurt, yeah. interrupt, Kurt. Have you ever stopped at a red light and looked alongside? Yes, the, the, cigarette butts. What do you see? It's I hate it. Disgusting. It's awful. That's what I'm saying, dude. Being lazy. Don't be a bum. Throw it in the garbage can. 
I think I'm going to take some trash out of here and just throw it on the road. <laughs> the I think when is, I leave, I'm just going to. I will go out of my way if I'm in that ocean and I'm running mm-hmm. and I see trash in the distance. I will go over to first pick of all to investigate and then I'll pick it up and throw it in my bucket mm-hmm. and take it back to the ramp. Yes. Throw it in the garbage. Sure. Especially those daggum mylar balloons. Yeah, they are every they, they what are the heck, everywhere. Folks, don't yeah. let balloons glow and into the you know, go outside and <laughs> I saw one yesterday. I saw one yesterday. Was happy whatever. Yeah. Ed, Ed, Ed was uh we were at uh we were getting ready to go to Gordon's. No and, more birthday parties. That's and, it. <laughs> Ed, Ed broke done. out the binoculars and he was like, What is that out there in the ocean? And it was a balloon. Yeah. Mylar balloon. balloon. Yeah. I Listen, know. I don't want you to exhale because that's waste. <laughs> that's right. Don't no. Breathe into a bag, zip it tight, and shut and throw that in the trash one, can. One day I was right, I, I was coming down the beach, uh, uh, and, and I was running, and I was probably a good half mile offshore. Hard west wind blowing. Saw, came across a a big float, you mm-hmm. know, a kid's float. I mean, a big one. And I thought, you know what? I said, I'm 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 gonna run this in on the beach, and so I put it in the boat and had my guys hold it. And I, I, I ran towards the beach, and I could I saw a kid on the beach waving his arms. No way. Yeah, honest to goodness. And um, so I, it was west wind. I got in there in like three feet of water, and, yep. and he was able to come out there like waist deep, and I handed him his float back. Oh, it was cool. his. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I realize stuff like that happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, west, sure. west wind, you can get all the floats you want. Yeah. I mean, it's Doesn't but happen. this one was huge. I mean, it was a, yeah. it was a big float. It would probably float like three people. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, Interesting. Save the yeah. day. Save the day, yeah. And, uh, and, and I didn't have to – and we weren't littering. You know, we got it back to the kid. So uh, so yesterday, me yes. and Ed and Ben and your son-in-law, Aaron, yep. and, and you and I, we, we went offshore fishing we yesterday. We, we had a good day. Yeah, we had a good day. It, it, was, it was – you know, the forecast was iffy. You know, and I kept asking you, you know, because you had to come down A1A, and you're like, Lude, it, it looks flat. Looks fine to it me. Looks, looks fine to me. And I'm like, okay. And, and uh, um, I had called a couple charter captains because we didn't leave till 9 30, 10 o'clock, which is perfect timing for fine. this time of year. Yep. Yeah, it's fine. And uh, they're like, yeah, there's pogies 20 feet off the lighthouse. And uh, they're like, it's rolly, but it's doable. So mm-hmm. uh, you threw the cast net, and it's, it's, uh, it's interesting throwing the cast net on on the new boat mm-hmm. because that bow is really a little high. higher. It's a little higher, and you're a lot taller than I am, and, and you still had to throw it up, up. you know. But anyway, um, threw what two times, loaded up both wells. Yeah, floated the net the second time. Yeah, 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 which was awesome. That's cool. Yeah, plenty of baits. Yeah, plenty of baits, and um, went went northeast, and the first spot. Locked down on the trolling motor, get you guys rigged up, and then what, what, two, three seconds, we get doubled up. Snapper city. Snappers. Mm-hmm. The, the, you know, the species of fish, Kirk, that are extinct, endangered, right. extinct, yeah. Yeah. hard yeah. to find. Yeah, they're not around anymore. No. Yeah. And, that's the biologist. And, 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 I, and I totally stuck my foot in my mouth. He did. Because Jeff's, <laughs> Jeff said he's, there, was a, there was a bigger boat there. He said, he said it looks like they're trolling. And I said, this is a great time of year to troll on these Oops. on these wrecks and stuff. I said, because most time there's no kudas this time of year, right? Yep. And I said, most of the time the, the sharks haven't moved in here yet. Oops. It's still early April. Oops. And I said, so that was the foot in the mouth part. Yeah, that was the foot yep. in the mouth part because <laughs> we weren't there ten minutes. I'm like, we gotta go. 
because the bull sharks they're heinous were unbelievable. They're, Aaron had a yeah, I, I, I would say twelve pound snapper, twelve to fifteen, easy. Yeah, yeah, and 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 he gets the and and it, this is the first time Aaron's ever been in the ocean, ever been in salt water, and obviously, you know, you're catching these giant snapper, and 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 you get it up, and all of a sudden, here he comes, eight and, foot. Big old fatty shark Four coming up. Four or five of them, man, and they're just eating everything that's that we're hooking. Yep. Most of them we didn't see, but then when they came up to the surface, I'm like, all right, that's we, it. yeah, because we, go. Cause we Jeff, had a lot of rigs that we broke off. Of the I bottom. mean, Jeff wasn't even fishing; he was just helping me tie rigs. And you can't you can't sit there and feed the sharks. Plus, you're killing fish that shouldn't yeah. be killed. Yeah, you got to leave. This shark yeah. came up and grabbed a hold of Aaron's snapper. Yeah, and in one bite. Mm. Literally cuts this thing off from behind the head back. Yep. I mean, effortless. 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 Yeah. I mean, like like you take a piece of paper and a, and a pair of scissors and you just snip, snip the end of the corner of the piece of paper <laughs> off. I mean, just what an eating machine yeah. that those fish are. That's annoying. And, it, it is annoying, yeah. But we caught, uh, we caught snapper, sea bass, Trigger fish, bluefish, bluefish. Blue blue what are bluefish wow. doing yeah. out there, <laughs> offshore? Yeah. Looking for something to eat. Yeah, looking for something to eat. Yeah, that was yeah. kind of interesting. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, yeah. uh, oh, and we caught a remora. Yes. Oh wow. And uh, I was hoping, okay, <laughs> that Ben would let Ed's son Ben mm -hmm. would let us take the remora and let it stick it on his back. Right. Take pictures. Get a picture. Yeah. I mean, you'd be like the coolest he kid at school. Kid. Yeah. Because you had a remora yeah, on yeah. your back. And Kirk, he was, would he not? He ain't happening, is it? <laughs> oh, but hey, shaking his I don't head, blame no. you, brother. I wouldn't do it either. He, he, he wouldn't let us do it. Because it might uh, not let go. Yeah. But we did stick it to have the Have you ever done that? Never. Is that? Have you ever done that? Take a remora and put it on somebody's back? No. I think you. if it stays on there, it'd leave a mark. Really? Could be the tennis shoe mark on the back. Somebody's had to have done it. Come on. Hold, of course. Hold, if somebody has had a remora stuck moment, on right? their back. Yeah. We got to find Call the yeah, show, 904 641 I want to talk to somebody who's done that to find out if it hurts. Let's see if Lester has done it. Let's see if Lester okay. does Hey, Lester. Hey, Lester. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever done the remora on the back trick? I, I've tried, but people scoot out of the way and you don't want to get nobody hurt on the boat. But no, I haven't. But uh -huh. I, I've. You know, tempted to do it, and people, you know, heck no. <laughs> now, I do know that no, you I told me done. one time you held a trigger fish yeah. too close to your chest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Y'all remember that. That Don't try that. <laughs> Take him off the spear. No, I bit my dang titty about pulling <laughs> off. My boy, I like to drown. <laughs> that was the funniest thing, man. <laughs> Treading water and, and freaking Isla Mirada. Screaming. Screaming at the uh, lungs. Get it, off. Get it off. Get it off. Oh my God! Remember, every time he loosen up a little bit, and I go to the pool, he clamp back down. Like, oh. And now, where did where did he Lester? Where did he bite you again? Right on my nipple, right on my titty. <laughs> I mean, right on it, brother. I thought I was gonna lose it, but that's that's the one. Remember, I told y'all I, I marked him. I put it, cut his tail, and I said, "This is the one Daddy's eating tonight." <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Mm. But, man, y'all got my blood boiling, man. I, I know y'all know what it is about that littering, buddy. I, it was so bad, I called the show, and I said, this is Chris. Yeah. I was calling Chris 
I, I was Chris, and he was Lester. <laughs> he was so bum-fuzzled. <laughs> he introduced himself as me. Uh, yeah, that's bad. <laughs> he goes, outdoor show. I said, this is Chris. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but, uh, no, uh, speaking of that, man, I've got my, uh, I call it my stupid butt stick, but, you know, replaced butt was, you know, another word. Right. That, uh, that I pick up trash with. I, I Not far from the store, right there across from Don's Barbershop on Belfort, that's our corner lot, that big lot right there. And just the other day, man, pulled up to the red light, take a left on Belfort that goes towards the hospital from my house, and uh, freaking used tires. Somebody just put right along our fence line down the road. Yeah. Oh, uh, 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 left them there. What's wrong with but, people? But, man, Jeff, I pick up trash there. I, I taught my boys from little boys, and you know, I'd take them and do like you say. You see the man on A1A. We just, you know, when you're not doing it, come on, boys, you know, just teach them respect and how to yeah. love their land and stuff. And we, you know, when they were little, man, take them down the road, we'd just pick up trash for an hour or so and then go dump it. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> but I, I mean, I carry one in my truck. I do it, you know, probably once, at least once a month, you know, normally, usually about twice a month on that particular lot, at least. But, uh, <laughs> I'll never forget a few years ago, me yeah. and Marshall were at town center. And uh, I'm like, y'all, man, I, I mean, I, that will get me fire hot yeah. seeing somebody do that. Well, we go to get out of the car, and this certain person, there was four of them in the car. We were at uh, one of them restaurants there in the town center. Rolls down the window with us walking through the parking lot and just drops out a, ba- a, ba- a huge bag from all four of them right on the concrete. Mm. And rolls the window back up, and I start to that car, and Marshall went, no, no, no. <laughs> and I was like, I just, oh, the closer I got to him, the more I bought. Bring reach down, pick the bag up, knock, 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 on the window. Yeah. She looked at me, man, I, she rolled that window down, I said, here, you drop this, and just shoved it right in her window. <laughs> man, Marshall's hollering, you know, going to store her, her other half or whatever it was, gets out of the car and starts coming around, I said, bro, don't, don't come up in my face. And I guess the way I looked, he decided, you know, it might be a good idea. And he turned around and got by in his car. And, uh, man, Marsha was mad as a hornet, you know, for me getting in other people's business. Oh, yeah. But, bro, <laughs> I, I can't stand it. Lester, seriously. And I, I, I have I have no idea how many years. Yeah, I know we need to take a break. But when, when Carrie and I bought our original piece of property in Georgia, there had to be years and years and years and years of Bud Light bottles. Wow. I mean, like, like that's all that the, that's that the kids did for two months was go in the woods and throw the beer bottles out into the driveway. Mm-hmm. And then I would go down on the side-by-side and load up. They, they, just, they just dumped all their, I mean. That's crazy. You know, nobody drinks, is, nobody drinks Bud Light anymore, but, you know, that's is what it is. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what I love about going to the club, you know, and yeah. getting out. Me and Brandon this year were talking about, I said, Brandon, ain't that, you know, he's talking about how beautiful the rolling hill was. I, I said, you notice something else? And we're walking, and he knew, you know, he's raised by me. He goes, no trash. I said, exactly. Exactly. Said, that's right. There ain't a spot nowhere. All right, brother, we got we, we, we got to so run. Awesome. All right, brother. God Th- bless. Thanks, Lester. Thank you, Lester. Yep, yep. We got one more segment to go. We'll do a Kirby Co. Cooking Tip of the Week. We'll do a Tides. We'll do a Weather right here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show, brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. <laughs>
You knew I had to do it, didn't you? Before this show ended. Who's that, Led Zeppelin? It's Tesla. A, the greatest band in the history no, of rock and roll. Not. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh. <laughs> Here we go. No, it's not. <laughs> not. Come on. They're not even in the top ten. Hey, and uh, it, it brought Chris in a Tesla shirt. It's yeah. a genuine 1989 World Tour t-shirt. Beautiful. How cool is that? That's cool. <laughs> Glad you like it. Love that it. is awesome. Live the dream. It's still alive. It's still alive. Still living the dream. Still alive. I can feel my mullet growing right now. Oh. Hey, congratulations to Nick Chevrolet. They have won Chevrolet Dealer of the Year again. Mm, again. Five years in a row, and that's their sixth award overall. They yeah. must be getting bored with that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they don't ever get bored one? with great that's, customer that's, service at Nimic no. Chevrolet. Chris, come on. It's, it's the Nimic way the of awards. doing business. Wow. Congratulations to everybody over there. I know there's a lot of people that work at Nimic Chevrolet that make that happen. So uh, congratulations to Billy and his mom and, and all the folks that work uh, incredibly hard at Nimic Chevrolet. It's, it's well-deserved. All right, uh, we need to do an updated weather, an updated tides. We also need to do a Kirby Co. Builders cooking tip of the week. Yeah, it's Easter. Well, if you uh, – and I was talking to Kirby Co., we've got to – me and him have got to get together and go fishing sometime soon, and uh, we're going to try to make that happen very soon. But Kirby Co. Builders, industry leader and proven provider of framing, drywall, interior, and exterior, and fishing on both commercial and residential products. Go to KirbyCoBuilders.com. To learn more, this week's cooking tip comes courtesy of uh, Tara, my wife. She found this recipe, and she said this has to be used because what is a primary main course for Easter? Oh, the old glazed ham. Mm-hmm. If, I mean, is a, a ham not the best thing on the planet? Yes. Oh, yeah. But you got to make sure that you do it the right way and that it has to have the proper coating. Mm. Yeah. Okay? For and you. Then, your proper coating. Well, you remember I did the one yes, back at Christmas, which I did in the smoker and, mm-hmm. and used the the stuff on it and smoked it. It was tremendous. Okay, well, she found a recipe from pioneerwoman.com, which like is it. Kirk's favorite website. Yeah. And it's the- <laughs> Oh, absolutely. It's the Clay's All Easter my Christmas hand. dinners come right out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> I even got the apron that went with it. <laughs> for the sign I'm a standing member for 10 years. <laughs> Uh, that was dynamite. <laughs> yeah. Teaching how to cut those corners right there. Kirk's go-to. That's <laughs> my go-to, man. Forget, forget GTS. That's forget right. Pioneerwoman.com that. <laughs> Chris, by the way, tell me what pioneerwoman.com is all about. See if there's like an about. I mean, this is a recipe <laughs> off, of that, off of that website. But uh, use a combination of... Uh, uh, you had the ham, which you know, fifteen, eighteen pounds. You want me to read sugar, it? You're having trouble over there. Brown mustard, <laughs> and here's can. the best part: you use a can of Coke or Dr Pepper. Dr Pepper, I would choose Dr Pepper. Yep, mix it with mustard, Coke. brown sugar, and apple cider vinegar. That sounds awesome. And apple cider vinegar is. Mm, that's I love vinegar. Yeah. Yes. You can put vinegar yep. on anything, and I would yeah. eat it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you take all that, uh, and then you you mix the the ingredients, and then Kirk Kirk's. Uh, our culinary expert, and no joke, because Kirk, you worked in the food industry for a long time. Yeah, twenty. Tell me years. what it is that when you take the ham and you score it with a knife, like you make that cross hatch design, because that helps hold 
the mixture that you're going to put on the outside of the ham. What is that called? Is it scoring? Scoring. So you're scoring the ham in order to in, induce the the mixture more into the the ham itself. So yeah, you it want to get it to hold there. more. Yeah, yeah. And, and the juicier, the better. You know, shank in hams are the best. They're the ones with the big bone Shank in and ham. Shank in hams are the best. Big bone in. Score it like that. Then you go around and you take the, um, what do they call those darn things? Uh, that you put into the, the ham. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't want to put anything in the ham. I don't want to put toothpicks or things that look like toothpicks or because it might look pretty. Look, let's work functionality and taste. Well, and, <laughs> We're skipping and, that part. Well, a lot of it has to do with taste, too. I mean... Uh, I think they Are you use talking about a, like injection stuff. No, no, no. no cloves. They, put, they pull put these, cloves. Huh? So you score it and you take a clove and you put it in each square. Oh, the cloves add a lot of flavor to it. Really? Oh yeah. Okay. Just okay. don't eat them. You know, when don't, eat them. <laughs> don't, don't eat them. Don't eat them. They're not real. Uh, that's a problem. They're, not real, yeah, why, they're a little why, bitter why, to why eat. Why am I putting some on my hand that I don't want to eat? They add a lot of flavor to it. Oh, though, you know. So now I got to take them all out. But you're supposed to take that mixture with the Dr. Pepper, heat the brown sugar, the mustard, the vinegar, and soda in a small saucepan. Mm-hmm. And as you've cooked the ham and that stuff's gotten thick in a little pot Thicker. on top of the stove, you use that as an additive after about two and a half hours to add to the ham at the final baking stage. You don't put it at the beginning. Okay. And you just brush the glaze on in 20-minute intervals in the last, uh, I don't know, 20 the 45 minutes. It caramelizes on the outside of the oh. ham on like a crispy texture, and it's so good. It yeah, it yummy. adds a glaze so to the ham, good. and it makes it nice and glossy looking. And then you pull it out, let it rest on the counter for 15 to 20 minutes, and, and then eat it. And what's the best part about a ham? Around the, by, by the bone, man. Oh, no doubt. But but leftovers, <laughs> ham and eggs, oh. ham sandwiches, you can so, make, so okay? so ham I and greens. A ham sandwich to me, with fresh ham like that? Best. Is is bread, mayonnaise, and ham. Gotta have cheese. I'm with you. No, I don't even need cheese. Gotta have cheese. I, 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 have cheese. I, I, no, I'm with I, Kevin. I, I just want the ham yeah. and the and the and the bread. Yeah, and a little absolutely. mayo. Yep, give me a a, give mayo. me give me some mayo, some lusty monk. Give me some Swiss cheese. Good old lusty monk working yep. its way. A little in lettuce. Yep. Oh, I'm golden. No when tomato. You bite into that sandwich and that. And, and that cheese sticks to the roof yeah, of your okay, mouth. I'll, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm with you. But and the then, one thing but about cooking. But then when cooking, the bread gets in there, and then it gets way up <laughs> in there, and then you got to take your finger in there, and then you got to dig around to get it out. Oh, that's yeah. the worst. Yeah, you don't want to go to the dentist. Oh. No, you don't want to go to the dentist. <laughs> yeah, but one you thing you have to remember bread about my... cooking a ham mm-hmm. is ham is already cooked. So you don't need to go overboard with it. You know, you got to yes. cover the ham with foil, and all you're doing is warming it up. For about 325, you don't want to put it at 475 and, and cook it because it's already been smoked. Always cover it up with aluminum foil the first two hours, two and a half hours, and then take the foil off. And you'll see where it started to separate, where you scored it, and that's when you start putting the glaze on there. All right. That, uh, that's yeah. a good recipe. Good for Easter. I mean, that oh, makes Easter. me want to go get a ham and do it. Yeah. All right, uh, Weatherport brought to you by the Bearded Pig, the best barbecue in Jacksonville. Two locations, uh, one on Kings Road in San Marco area, and then the other one is out at the beach. Got to be kind of nasty coming up here, folks. Yeah, really nasty. Yeah. Nasty week. It'll be good for the rest of the day with a chance of rain, though, later on. Uh, and today they're calling for south-southeast winds around 10 knots, becoming east-northeast around 15 knots late in the afternoon. And then tomorrow, here it comes now, north-northeast winds 25 to 30 knots with gale force possible winds, seas 8 to 11, Ooh, and wow. uh, building to 9 to 14 through the day tomorrow. 
Monday, kind of the same, northeast winds 20 to 25 with gale force gusts possible. That's well, Actually, fun. not possible, with frequent gusts to gale force Monday. Uh, Tuesday, east-northeast winds around 20 knots, seas 8 to 11. So it's going to be nasty. It's going to be rainy. It's going to be windy. Huge groundswell, though. I mean, 11 to 16 feet on Monday Yeah, that's, that's what Noah's calling for is 11 to 16 feet. For the 12-second interval. I mean, that, that's, that's like hurricane waves. Ugly. It, it really Bad is. Bad news. That's going to stir that ocean up, man, for about five or six days. Oh, it's going to, yeah. All that, all that warm water that kind of pushed in from the south yeah. is going to push it back down. Tide Support brought to you by Angie Subs, your home of the best sub in Jacksonville and the home of the crispy French fry. Yum, yum. Ed got to sample that the other night. And Tide Don't sleep on today. the French fries. No, the French fries. They are money. fantastic. <laughs> today, 10.55 a.m. is your high tide. That's a 4.33. At 4.28 p.m., that's your low tide. That's a negative .11. Tomorrow, if you're going to – Brave the gale forced winds and fish inshore. You're a maniac. <laughs> but the tides, you're, you're if you maniac. are, and there you go. Yeah. At uh, 5:18 a.m., well before daylight, is your low tide. That's a point one two. Eleven thirty-seven a.m. It's a high tide. That's a four point one nine. Hey, and, and by the way, just to to reiterate what you said, I know tomorrow is a holiday. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that like to get on a boat on Easter. 25 to 30 knot northeast winds is no joke. Bad day. Okay. I Don't mean, do if, it. if you're, if, if, yeah. if that wind starts bucking that tide wherever you are, you, you can't imagine how rough it can get. And we just came off a full moon. Yeah. So it's it, going to be pushed up. Yeah. I mean, so just, just be careful. Yeah, I mean, be, I'm, be I'm careful. just telling you, that's, that's bad weather, even for the intercoastal. Even for experienced captains yeah, that go out there all right. the time. Yep. We'll stay home tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. You know? We'll stay home tomorrow. But you know what? I think you should stay home today, Kirk. It's supposed to you know start blowing and hey, yeah. we might. I wouldn't nah. I, I wouldn't even I wouldn't try it today at all. Uh, know? we got, whoa, we whoa, got whoa. rain jackets. <laughs> hey, I can tell you what. Uh, uh, man, I can I, handle it no yeah. problem. I got my white socks on. Uh, ben, yeah. ben said boring. <laughs> I already Come took on. my Advil. I already took my Advil. So you already I'm, took your I'm, Advil? I'm ready to go. Ready to go. <laughs> I needed it after yesterday. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I understand. <laughs> Folks, in, enjoy your holiday. Enjoy the family. Absolutely. Easter tomorrow. Um, it's Like I said, the weather's going to be a little skunky, so if you are planning on getting in the boat, just absolutely be careful. Remember, anything you do in the outdoors, always think safety first. Y'all have a great holiday weekend. See you. See you. Bye, Melanie. See you. Yeah, before that list of honey dudes comes a calling and gets me.